Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is January 31st, 2021, and uh, it'll be open session tonight, so uh, welcome. <clears throat> Excuse me, Gary. No, things have been pretty well. It's just, like I said, a lot of things taking place. There are a lot of changes happening out there. I know a lot of people yeah. are up they're up in the air about this and about that, but you know, there's just so many things that are it's all gonna be for the good of everyone if we can just, you know, hold on and keep our faith. You know, a lot of times many of us want to uh how can I say, make it happen right away? But, but what's going on is it's happening. I think they're going to start seeing things, uh, excuse me, coming to light here this next month. To, um, you know, they're going to start seeing things taking place, you know, in favor of the people. I know they haven't been seeing that since the election, but it's going to level off and straighten out. But uh, you, all in all, you've been doing okay, brother. Yeah, yes, I have, and I'm I'm with you there. It's just uh, you hear information about everything that's going on, and and I think the bottom line is we just have to stay true to the faith, be positive, and uh, it's like it is, Jim. You're right; it, it is all going to work out. Uh, yes, sir. Work out in ways maybe we've never expected. Well, yes, sir. I sent some videos. I don't know if you happened to. Yeah. Yes, get I've it. Been looking at those. Thank you. Yeah, like the last one I sent, where the that one gentleman said that, you know, that it's a story, or take it yep. as a story. One, uh, one big movie is what I hear a lot of, Jim. Uh, yes, sir. And it's. I mean, there's things going on, you know, over in the China Sea, but you don't hear about it on TV or anything. They're not saying anything. But that thing should hopefully, God willing, I think, be wrapping up there shortly. Uh, and you know about the the um, the elders, right? Yeah, I've got a I've got a brother in the nursing home, and uh, he was locked down for two weeks. Tested positive. I I asked him to do another test. He tested positive. They're both rabbit tests, so that's a crapshoot on false positives. Uh, he was yes, fine sir. for two weeks. He was fine for two weeks, and uh, took him back to his room. And they're all they normally used to sit out in the hall and you know just congregate. Now they're all isolated in the rooms, and it's just it's horrible what they're doing to these people. Not just my brother, but others. My, my, my. When it's nothing, brother, is there any way that you can, uh, does he have to stay there? Yeah, I mean, financially, we couldn't afford to get him anywhere else. And, uh, you know, he's, oh, is he he's an older, hours. Is he an older gentleman? 56. 
No, he's 56. He just has uh, – he had a wreck back in 84, and over the years with a head injury, they tend to have uh, seizures, and they just got to the point where, you know, physically he can't get around. Mentally, he's sharp as a tack. He's valedictorian of his class, but he just – he can't get around physically. And my sister has tried – she lives near him. I'm two hours away, but she's oh, tried everything sorry. to help him, had people come in to help him, but it just got to the point where – he, he was he he was a harm to himself. He you know he smokes, uh, and I'll leave it at that. There were there were some issues there that may have caused him harm, and we just felt this is the best way. Um, you know we have families. We certainly love our brother, but you know mm-hmm. we have to we have to live our lives, and and we're just trying to do the best for him. But I wish we could get him out of there, um, but no, I have no control over that at this point. But, but you know, uh, I get to talk to him. I send him food from you know fast food he loves, and you know we still communicate. I just uh, I I hear his voice and his tears, his tears when I talk to him and want to get out. And it's just your your heart aches. It, it really does. And I and I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's other families that are going through the same thing. Yes. And all these people have to live for is visiting and communicating and seeing each other, and and they they've taken that away. So. I, I I trust that there there will be a reckoning. I, I don't hope for one, but I, I truly I, I want justice to be served in some way, and I, I think it will be. I really do. I understand that, brother, and you know I truly believe that. And I, in the everlasting nature of the Almighty, I mean we pray for His perfect divine healing from the tip of his head to the soles of his feet. Father, you said in thee there is no sickness, no disease, or no pestilence. And we command perfect divine healing. Your word is perfect, it is true, and we stand in agreement with you because you are perfect in all things and all ways. And you tell us to do everything we can do to stand. And to walk in faith and believe. And to know that thou art God. And there's no sickness in you. And I believe there can be no sickness in him. Or no harm to him. Or anything. Uh, thank you, Yava. According to thy true and eternal nature. That he hath perfect divine eternal healing. From the tip of his head to the soles of his feet. And that he may be a testimony to thee and to all that are around that see. That they may know that thou art God. By thy greatness and thy miraculous works. And I praise you and I thank you that it is so. In your eternal and everlasting nature, Yahweh. Amen. Amen. You know, people say they believe in miracles. I said, well, I I guess you can call them miracles, but I call them an everyday happenstance. Because God's on time every time, all the time. If we stand true to his word and, you know, and, and in agreement, and we confess with our you know, our heart and it be known through our mouth 
that it is so, it will be. And, I, you know, brother, uh, Yava is, man, we can't out-give or outdo or out-anything with God. I mean, everything's there before us. He says all we have to do is reach out and take it and claim it, and it is ours. And, uh, you know, uh, we've been thinking about you this week, and that's why I ask was all well. You know, when people come to my mind, I always pray for them and give thanks that, you know, everything goes in a perfect divine way for you and your family and your loved ones. And that God hear and answer your prayers. And uh, for, for you as well, Jim. And yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're so blessed to have a, a great family, a healthy family. And, and my son heading off to the Navy was just, a, I've got a 13 and a 15 year old that they're, I don't think it's quite hit him yet, and uh, but you know, not only he's going to boot camp, he'll he'll ship out and start that adventure on a on an aircraft carrier, and you know it's oh, just wow. uh, we knew we, we knew it was coming, but uh, he wants he wants to be an aviation uh, maintenance technician, so he'll work on jet fighters and helicopters, and he's truly excited. You know, we saw him off the airport last Wednesday. I truly think. Uh, Yava blessed us with um, there were only six flying out of this airport. Uh, there were three for the Navy, uh, two for the Army, and one for the Coast Guard. And the airport was very very few people in there. So the USO lounge was actually open. So they allowed us, our whole entire family, to go in with him and spend about two and a half hours before he flew out that afternoon. And oh, praise Yava. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful, and you know, I gave him the hug and all that good stuff, and just you know, he, the look in his eyes was just excitement. I think it would have would have been rough had I seen any kind of second guessing or doubt or anything like that. But he was just truly committed, and you know, Dad, I'm gonna make you proud. I said, Son, you already have. Amen. Uh, so he's he's off he's off for his adventure, and I think. Um, MJ has has helped him out a lot, just telling him what to expect because he was, of course, in the in the Navy as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been a blessing as well. So overall, we couldn't ask for any more assistance and faith. Uh, you know, we got him a military Bible, and you know, put I put a lot of things in there that I've learned from from you and MJ and others on this call. And that's mm-hmm. the blessing of this call is because I can share that knowledge. Just you know, writing in the back page of a of a Bible. Oh, yes, sir. Goddard, you know, I encouraged him to, you know, someday, you know, look into Neville Goddard. And he'll, he'll help you understand that the kingdom of God is within you. Oh, yes, you sir. are, I am. And yes. uh, we are, I am. And, you yes, know, I may have, been, may have been a lot to throw at him at once, but I wanted to get that out because it's something that's been compelling to me and, and, and really hit my heart. And I, I want, I want that, be available when he's I want him to know that as as he, he grows I, I really didn't get into scripture until my mid-40s and and uh, you know I'm hoping he could jump on sooner to see the the glory that's there and oh, yes, you know, sir, I, I wanted to make sure he, 
he saw that. So, yeah, a lot, lot of blessings. Just sadness when, when the first one leaves the nest, Jim, and I know they left your nest, and, and uh, you know, I'm sure it was it was difficult for your family. But, uh, you know, it's part of it. we we got to raise them and, and get them ready. Yeah, that's true. We can't be there back. every can't minute. Down, can we, Jim? <laughs> no, sir. That's the thing. I mean, you want to keep them under your wing all the time, but – yeah, I mean, it's just like when they're a baby, you know, when they're beginning, you know, they crawl, but when they start to walk, you know, you're there to catch them. But I mean, but they're going to have to learn, you know, they're going to fall sometimes, but they're going to get right back up. You know, and, it, it, you know, it says nature itself will teach us some things and it does. I mean, it is a hard thing. And sometimes, you know, when when you tell them certain things, you know. Uh, make sure you do this and don't do that or steer clear of that if you can. And But all in all, they have a mind of their own. But with comfort, too, uh, you know, at least we told them, you know, and we think that they don't listen to us. But now my son's going to be 40 years old. And... Um, he said, Dad, he says, I know many a day you thought that I didn't listen to you or that I wasn't listening. He said, but I can tell you everything you said. And, he, and he'd start crying. He says, you know, I know that I could have done what I wanted to or what I want to. He said, but I remembered what you told me. And he says, I didn't just discard it. You know, I mean, I did my own thing, but not, you know, you were always there with me to lead and guide me through those things. And I didn't do certain things and this and that. Because when I got to that point, I heard your voice and you telling me, you know, not to, you know, to steer clear or be wise about this or that. Don't just jump in with both feet. And I, I truly believe, brother, that your son, I know he's protected by the hand of the divine. And I know that he's that he's taking your words to heart. And whatever you wrote in there for him, I truly believe that he's going to hold that close to him, brother. I, I, I do too, Jim. And I, I, what I've learned from White Wolf is uh, that, that bubble, that bubble's around him. Uh, Amen. There's no address where he is for anything, any harm. So one of the main I, things I, I worked learned from White Wolf. Brother, uh, amen. And I know you've seen it. I, I mean, I've seen it many a day. I mean, storms and lightning storms and wind storms that would, I mean, you know, like hurricane winds, a hundred and something miles an hour. And you put that bubble over. And somehow, I mean, you can hear the wind blowing and some of the wind blowing, but the, I guess the worst end of it goes around, you know. And, you know, God is true. And he said he had put his, you know, hand over you or his arm over you like a hen does its brood to protect it. And he, he does carry us through. Sometimes <laughs> when we see it with our physical eye, <laughs> we better have faith 
Jim, because... I, you know, when you talk when you talk about weather, I've seen on more than one occasion where we would have the sirens going off here in the Midwest, and and I'd look at the radar, nothing but red and purple, and I've seen it. Zoom in on my radar. I could zoom in and see it just part, just go around. And I Hallelujah. Just, just talking about it now. Oh, I can and, feel it uh, too, brother. I believe you, yeah. man. I, yeah. Amen. Several I mean, occasions that's happened. And, and, but yet we're prepared. We never, never take that for granted. We still have our hope and faith. But um, it's amazing that uh, the protection is there when, when we ask for it. Oh, yes, sir. You know, and I mean, you know, serving the Almighty. And I know, uh, you know, we have to crawl before we walk. But, I mean, the the things that Yava has done and is continuing to do, not only for me, but for everyone else. I mean, uh, he's, he's absolute. He's true to his divine word. And he does not ever leave us nor forsake us. Sometimes we get off in our own thinking and dwelling in our own mind about certain things. But, you know, it always comes back to me about the footprints in the sand. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, yeah, with the guys, yep. yeah, with the guys sitting there saying, Lord, where were you? You know, during my hardest trials and, you know, the hardest times in my life, you know, he was basically saying, where were you? And then the divine says, my son, my son, that's where I picked you up and carried you. And that is the truth. You know, once we get through that calamity or whatever that that was going on at that time, if we really stop and think about it, look at it. I mean, you know it had to be the Almighty. I mean, because uh, we as men, you know, do other things or think other things or want to get back at other things like that. It had to be that Almighty to carry us through it. Because if he didn't, where would we be at? You know, that he puts the comfort in our hearts and minds, even though it's a a tough thing that we're going through, but he's the only one that can give us rest. Welcome, Maddie. I see Gil in here, too. Welcome, Gil. Hey there. Hey, Thank you. Uh, Good I'm evening. Here. Welcome, Maddie. Uh, I mean, there's Thanks. just so many things that, you know, like I tell people, I said, you know, you may look at me and judge me and whatever the thing may be, but, you know, I'm just a man. I can slip and fall. I can fail. But if I put my trust in the Almighty and give my very best, not only in word, but indeed also, then, you know, that's all I can do. The Father has to do the rest. He's the one that justifieth me. 
If I try to justify myself, my righteousness or goodness is as filthy rags in his sight. It takes that divine, eternal I am that's in me to make me who and what I am, to make me, mold me, mend me into the perfect image of the son that he wanted me to be. And uh, I tell them if you, you know, if they want to judge me, they judge me. It's that I, I can't do nothing about that. That's between themselves and the creator. You know, I, I do my very best not to judge anyone. Not that I haven't gotten upset at certain times and maybe blurted certain things out because I'm a man. But then I had to basically not bite my tongue, but, you know, hold it back and let it pass to where I don't speak out the, hopefully, the negative and the wrong and the bad. I got to overcome that, you know, the fleshly mind, the, the flesh, so to speak. As it said, it's not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be. I have to discipline it to, to bring it into subjection to the divine, eternal rule of the eternal creator that's within me. You know, because we have a self-will. And, uh, and like people say, well, the self-will, sometimes they don't want that. I said, God gave us himself. That's who we are. God has self-will. And he even tells you in the scripture, I made the good. I made the evil. You know, but he tells us the law set forth that we have to abide by and become and do and adhere to it. He says, I would that you do this. Don't be like this, but be like this. When you're weak, say you're strong. When you're sick, say you're well. Say just the opposite. Confession is possession. Sometimes it happens instantly. Sometimes it's a week, a month, a year. Sometimes it's five or ten years. But I know one thing through all the years that I've been here so far. God has always been faithful. And he's never, everything that I've ever asked, he's done. And sometimes it takes a while, sometimes it don't. But he's always faithful, always. Sometimes it happened and we don't give him the credit for it. We think, oh, that I was just lucky. Oh, man, wow. Which we know there's no such thing as luck or coincidence. It's... You know, that's us adhering to or listening to the divine inner man, which is the divine eternal creator, which we are. We are him and he is us. And people say, well, how could that be? When we do this and we do that, I said, we have self-will. I said, but if you don't know who you are and, and this and that, and you follow the carnal-minded man instead of the spiritual man, 
He says the carnal-minded man is enmity or hatred against God. It's not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be, if we think like a normal-minded man. He says we're in this world, but we're not of it. And if we discipline that there, how can I put it, that beast mind or the flesh mind, carnal mind, and we disciple it, and discipline it like he says and bring it in subjection to the laws and the will of the creator that man he said ask what you will ask anything that you will that's good good and very good and it'll be given you he didn't say you wouldn't get it he said it will be given to you but we have to step out in faith or that belief or knowing like people you know like I say I know that God's on time every time all the time they said well how can you prove it I said by the words of my testimony by the things that I know that's come to pass in my life and my not only my family but my friends and other people have seen that witness and you know, they because I spoke it out before they came to pass, and when they came to pass, not only myself seen it, but they also seen it come to pass, which gives gave me joy. And it says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. And what makes us joyful? Communing with the eternal Creator, all but also receiving what we've asked for from the divine he said while we're yet asking the answer's already on the way he's already given it all to us that's why he tells us to reach out and take it it's a gift it's already been given you if you don't reach your hand out and take it if if i walked up hypothetically speaking and say all right i've got a hundred thousand for each of you you're going to think, wow, man, that's pretty good. And and I have it there or set it on a table or something. I said, you know, one's for each of y'all. And until you reach out and take it, it don't, won't do you no good or no one else any good. But we just have to step out. We have to see without seeing. And we have to know without knowing. Like a lot of people say, well, how can you do that? That's faking it. I said, well, that's a prime example. Fake it till you make it. And I, they said, well, that's that's not good. I said, well, you. I said you might not think. I said if you fake it till you make it. I'm not saying you have to fake it, but what I'm saying is you have to step out in that belief and understanding. And truly believe and know that it is like that, just like you set it forth. Even though there's no sign of it at all. But you're acting as if that you already having it and using it. Or doing with whatever you ask for. 
I said, you keep doing that. You watch how fast it comes to you. And it happens. You're going to find out you were not faking it. And that you did make it. Practice makes perfect. He said he don't want us to be hearers only, but to be doers. His words there, he says, do this, this, and this, and this. You know, which is just to love him and to give him praise and honor. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Do those things. He said, those fulfill the, all of the commandments. To love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second as such, to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your fellow man. Treat them the way you treat yourself or want yourself to be treated. And then you can't go wrong. You fulfilled the law of the Creator. And he even gives us examples in the scripture. When, uh, you know, when, when they did not feed the, the people and, you know, the hunger, didn't give them shelter, didn't give them drink. And the, the Messiah teacher says, the least that you've done unto these, you've done unto me. And then they ask him, well, when do we do these things unto you? And like he said, what you did to these, you've done to me. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was hungry, you fed me not. I was naked and you clothed me not. I needed shelter and you refused. You didn't give me shelter. And mankind usually has a tendency, oh, somebody else will do it. I don't have time. I don't, you know, that's not my job. Or that, I don't want to deal with that. It would, it would not come before us and us to see it and to not do anything about it if to create... Like I said, I don't believe in chances or coincidence. Everything that comes into my life is a reflection of what I have to overcome or partake of to, to become that perfect man. I remember one time in Fort Stockton when I was living down there. My mother and I had went to the store. We were going to buy some things to have a barbecue because some of our relatives had come in and we were going to do that we had went to the store and this man drove up in a station wagon car and uh, he come up to us he said do you have any work in that he had he had his wife and uh, i don't know how many children in the car and he says well you have any work and people would look at him because he was asking other people. They'd look at him and tell him, get away, don't bother me. I ain't got time. I, I got to go in the store. And they come and ask us, my mother and I. 
He said, well, do you have any work or anything that we can do? Uh, we said, no, we don't. But we gave what we had, which at that time it was, you know, it was basically the grocery money. And we gave to them. I had a certain amount. My mother had a certain amount. We gave to them. And, you know, I turned to look at my mother. And then I turned back that that quick. The man was not there and the vehicle was not there. There's no way that he could have got in the car because his car was a few car spaces over. And started the car and drove down the road because it was in the parking lot and us not see it. But I just turned around, looked at my mom, and I smiled at her. She smiled at me, and I turned back to talk with him, and he wasn't there. And then the scripture comes to my mind and her mind at the same time. Be holy, good, right, and all under, you know, understanding. Because you may be entertaining angels or messengers unaware. And then a lot of people ask me, well, Jim, how come you're always God, 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 God? Isn't there anything in this life that you, you want to do or this and that, that, that all you got to do is talk about God all the time? I said, the bottom line is this. You, can, you do what you want to do. The bottom line for me is God. Each and every second, each and every hour, each and every day, and in each and every way. I do my best to eat, drink, and sleep the divine creator and his divine love and law. Not that I don't have time to take care of all those other things, because we do. I can do that. You know, when the scripture says, pray without ceasing, I do that all the time, because that's where my mind is. Even while I'm working, or whatever I'm doing, or if I'm flying an airplane, whatever the case may be. I haven't done that in years, but uh, but it's, it's what I'm saying is that the the Almighty's always continually before my eyes and ears and my lips because I have n not found anything, absolutely nothing, greater than that Almighty Creator that's within me. And it is absolutely 100% bona fide, A1 choice. I'm just telling you, it, 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 it will not leave you, it will not forsake you. It's always there, and he's always there to lift you up until you tell him not to. When you sit there, and I'm not saying anyone on this call is doing that, but there are people, they blame God. I'm going through this and I prayed to you. How come you didn't help me? Because your heart and mind is far from him. You're not listening to that still small voice that's calling out from inside of you. You know, they're saying, son, I'm right here. You know, just be still. Be still. Calm down. 
and know that I am God, that I'm here for you. I'm here to protect you, take care of you, keep you. I'll show you the way out of this. Sometimes we listen, sometimes we don't. You know, and it's just that in my prayers, I always said, Father, I always, from every fiber in my being, that I have a heart for you and an ear to hear you and a mouth to speak you. Because you are all there is. And I thank you for all those things you have given me. From my wife to my children and my grandchildren and my brothers and sisters and mother and father. I mean, thank you for all that. Because I wouldn't be me without them. And definitely without you. I know I'm here to learn and to be as you are. How, how can I be like you, which you, you've created all things and manifested all things? And here I am just a man thinking I'm somebody when I'm not. It says, it says you must increase and I must decrease. That way, I, you said that we're made in your image and your likeness. And I want to profess that and speak that out and also look and live it out. I don't want to hurt or harm my brethren, and I don't want them hurting or harming me or my family. And I know that you said that you will take care of me. That you will take me under your wing like a hen does its brood. You'll protect me. You will lead me. You will guide me. Just like I know he's protecting your son, brother. And, well, everyone on here. but And that he's leading him and guiding him. And the words that you speak and have spoken to him are going to be a light under his feet and a lamp under his path. Like the scripture says. And I know one day he'll come back and tell you, Dad, thank you. That helped me. That led me. That guided me. And it protected me. Which he knows that he knows that that's your love. You're professing the love of the Father to your Son. Just like the Father professes His love to us. He never said that we wouldn't be corrected. Just like we correct our children. We only want the best for We don't want them to be hurt or harmed. If it was up to us, we'd give them everything the heart desired that was good. That's what the Father does for us. But we're so conceited within ourselves that we don't stop and see those things. 
the greatest gift man could ever receive is that divine creator that is all and in us all that's you know he said if we just adhere to trust in and rely on him that he has in store for us the crown of life which is immortality always been and always will be but for the carnal mind that's hard to wrap the brain around we got a slight of a slight concept but we don't have the full understanding of that conception and the things that we do here we think oh man look at me look what I did I've got five degrees and you know I've got 10 million in the bank or whatever I mean he said all that's going to pass away we're just here for a short time to learn and sharpen up our skills a little bit to, to get our head kind of screwed on straight and aim at the goal that we're heading towards. When we do that, he says, son, ask what you will and it's yours. I love you that much. You give, and God gives you back, multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He said, but when you give, don't give begrudgingly. Freely give it, freely receive. And he tells us, men must change before kingdoms can. And when we do, it's just like, I know with what's going on, everybody's, they're scared, they're afraid of this and afraid of that. He said, by no means, by no means shall any of this befall you if we have our eyes on Him and on what He has set forth. But, but man is just, running to and fro he's like a he's like a ship without a sail being tossed to and fro by the waves and by every wind of doctrine and we all know i mean i'm not knocking any church but and every one of us are trying but when you go to these churches and you hear the things that they're saying you know within your heart of hearts if it's correct or not. And he don't want us to sit there and, you know, in the pew to be there year after year, month after month, day after day. He tells us to move onward and upward towards the glory or the power and understanding of the divine creator. There has to be movement. Have you noticed in a lot of the so-called churches, 
the Spirit's not moving in those churches. They say they're going to have revival. They just play the instruments. And this and that, not that they don't pray and that they're not sincere. But he says that he wants them to come alive, to really give their all and come before him with an open and contrite heart. And then the Spirit will move in a mighty, mighty way. I mean, then there, there will be healings and, you know, there's all those gifts in the Scripture. There will be prophesying. There will be many things in there. If we just allow the Creator to move. And all, and all He says for us to do is to listen to and apply it. Even though you don't understand it. When you first get in the car, your, your dad gives you the key, said, okay, son, I'm going to teach you to drive. And you, you're all excited and want to drive, but yet you don't know how. And then you actually get behind the wheel. I mean, you're pretty scared. I mean, you don't want to hurt yourself or you don't want to hurt no one else either. But he tells you, son, just listen to me. Calm down. And, you know, go slowly. And that's all he's requiring of us. To at least step out. When we take that first step, we're halfway there. And he tells those of us that once we put our foot to the plow and then turn back, we're, nif we're not fit for the kingdom. And the kingdom is the kingdom of blessing. That's what the kingdom is. It's blessing. Your heart's desire. The diamond and, you know, I wouldn't say that we're, we're like a diamond in the rough, but it's that diamond. The creator is that diamond, and we're those little arcs of light that when you look at that diamond, how beautiful and brilliant it is. You're saying, I want to be like that. I want that. I want to be part of that. And I'm not talking about the concept of having the diamond, because we are the diamond in the rough. He's just doing his best to get us to hear his voice and to wake up and know that we're that diamond and we're one of those arcs on that diamond. We're not only the diamond, we're one of the arcs on that diamond. We are him and he is us. But because us, how can I put it? Uh, ignoring the truths that were set forth from the beginning and the way the so-called system has taught us and programmed us from birth till now and all in between the things we done, said, and did. You know, if we would adhere to certain things, you know, other doors would open up where 
we might not have had to go through those things. But because of our ignoring or disobedience, we had to go through it in order to wake us up and say, wait a minute here. This is not, I don't want this. And mom and dad were right. I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have went down that path. And because I did, this happened. And that happened. And we wake up to it and we steer clear of it from the next, you know, from the time forward. We stay away from those things. We wake up to it and adhere to it and don't adhere to those things no more, but listen to what that divine is telling us within or what we call the that gut feeling. And that's where our solar plexus is, you know. It'll never steer you wrong. In all my years, that gut feeling, when it let me know something, I mean, I listened to it and I always, it always kept me out of trouble and it kept me true. And when people don't listen to that, something usually rough happens or bad happens to them. And I don't wish that on anybody. But that's that divine telling us, oh, that don't feel right, that ain't right. No, once you back up and regroup and think about what's taking place here, you don't want to go down that path. And sometimes we don't listen to it. We'll block it out because we got self-will and do our own thing. I'm the man. I'm in charge. I can do it. I can handle it. Until we get in the thick of it. And the first thing we do, oh God, if you help me out of this, I'll never do it again. And that's usually, you know, for a little while. Then we get in that same situation later on. We do the same thing. Becomes like a broken record. And that's why way back I always tried to contemplate and look and see my position of where I am with God. And my purpose here and the people that I come in contact with I mean I wasn't that way at first I'd done my best to do things but I didn't have enough knowledge in the beginning I had to learn like everybody else but I, I always tried to do the right thing but I'm human too and I you know I slip and fall and got into things I shouldn't have but he always was there to lift me out of it. Like he told me, I could run through a troop, leap over a wall. He said, I'll slip and fall because there's a learning process there. But I will not be utterly cast down. And, uh, you know, I didn't mean to keep on going there, but that was just on my heart. So I know uh, Maddie or Gil, I mean, hopefully all is well with each of y'all. 
I guess Gary got knocked off there. He'll be back in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, good stuff, Jim. All truth, brother. Well, thank you, brother. Did you get those things that I sent you? Yes, thank you. Okay, and uh, I watched uh, most of them. Okay, some of the things that we talked about. Uh, yeah, there he's giving you some of the secrets there, but he holds short because he don't want to be banned from the <laughs> YouTube. No, I hear you. But, yeah. Uh, okay, and I uh, just yeah, we're good. Appreciate it. No problem, sir. And hey, Maddie, how you doing? I didn't see you last week. Been praying for you. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Actually, last week, um, <laughs> I uh, I was working on on uh, I planted about oh eleven blueberry um, eleven blueberry bushes Amen. out in the That's... yard here, and uh, yeah, the neighbor had. Um, and uh, yeah, Gil, I meant to tell you about that. Um, he gave me, um, I still have like, uh, he gave me like 16 of them. But um, some of them, they're, they're just cuttings from, he's got a patch of blueberry uh, bushes over there. He's, he's, uh, guys raised blueberry bushes. Uh, he lived in Florida and he said, uh, you know, man, he'd get, he'd get 10, about 10 gallons of uh, blueberries off of one one blueberry bush and so anyway yeah i mean it's just incredible of course taking him a a while to get uh to get things settled here of course that you know they take three years before they uh fruit normally but he's got some just ginormous uh, uh blueberry bushes over there and he said they're a year old and I was wow. like, you got to be kidding me. He said, no. He said, <laughs> so I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, you know, I used to, to you know, dig a big hole, and put uh, peat moss or whatever. He said, the, you don't have to dig a big hole. He said, the roots don't go down very far. They spread out. Yeah. So he said, what you do is you get your leaf mulch and you get your pine bark. And he said, Dig dig a hole, put it, you know, put your leaf mulch in there, put it, you know, basically in the ground where it's going to be, and then just mound up the leaf mulch and the pine bark on top of it. He yes. said, but the secret is they, they need 100% as much sun as they can get. Yep. And he said, that's, that's the key. So anyway, I got 11 of them in the ground, and I'm pretty, pretty excited about um, and <laughs> getting ready for uh, – or uh, you know, spring springs are coming. So, oh, <laughs> but uh, but I, I after planting all those uh, blueberry bushes, I uh, I came in and thought I'd rest my eyes for a minute, and I ended up falling asleep. And uh, I woke up like about ten o'clock. So I'm sorry I missed last week. Oh, brother, hey, uh, you're always in our prayers, and you know, may y'all the the things, the blueberry plants that you planted. You know, we thank you, Father, that you that you make them grow and overflow with bountiful fruit for many years to come. And bless our brother for his labor of doing that. You said our labor's not in vain and that you multiply it. You know, that it be 
pressed down, shaken together, and running over, where there's hardly room enough to receive it. Amen. 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 So I'm I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited about uh, about uh, the, the planting season. But I'm um, watching watching what's going on in the world, and it's uh, interesting interesting days. It really is. Yeah. It's amazing. I would like to say <laughs> one thing about that. You know how they had the fence around uh, that area, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know the reason why they have it that way? Well, I'm, I can only speculate. It's either a fence normally is either to keep someone in or keep someone out. So it, I have a fifty-fifty. It's to, it's to keep them out because see, a lot of people think that well, I'm not going to mention no names, but you know who I'm talking about as far as. Uh, well, let's just say the DS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm talking mm-hmm. that. They're not in there either. Oh, that, no. That, yeah, I, I, I mean, they're not in the, they're not in the Capitol and they're not yeah. in, they're not in the White House either. If, if yeah, you I, really, I, look, I, if, if you, if you look at it, all the lights are off. And it they're fenced around, which makes it's you know what honestly I'm so I'm honestly uh, it doesn't bother me a bit because uh, when I was on tour and having to um, do shows and to have to go to D.C. it was like that is the worst city in the world to try to navigate through in a bus. So I'm just happy that I never have to go there again. <laughs> do you know what happened on uh last last year 2020 uh march uh no it was may 4th may 4th you know what happened then i don't know if i'm not i can't so many things but uh tell me what you well what happened i don't remember i don't recall May, may may 4th 2020 was the end of the United States Corporation. Oh, yes. I, okay, yeah. I know what you're saying. Okay. It yeah, is there's no- something about uh, July 3rd. It was something about that um, he did something at Mount Rushmore on July 4th of last year. And that was significant for some reason. I can't remember. But somebody brought it up to me the other day, but... July 4th. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I know I have the information. I should know this. Uh, but um, I should uh, too, but I can't remember. I can't either right offhand, but I know what you're talking about. And uh, But the reason that they're not in there, they are actually, you know what, uh, you know that, uh, what is that, the, the creek... Um, that movie company, Castle Rock. Castle Rock, yes, Castle sir. Rock. The things that you're seeing on the news with them, that is all Castle Rock. Whether yeah, I've heard, want, I've heard that. Well, let's. I mean, I'm not. Oh, I gotta watch what I say too. <laughs> uh, 
I yeah, have. I mean, it, 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 it's a good possibility. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, well, uh, it, it's 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 happening, and it is. A lot of it has happened already. Uh, what they're seeing is uh, cameo. You know who Mnuchin is, right? Yeah. Did you know oh, that that uh, he Steve Mnuchin? Yes. Okay. Well, you know what his uh, uh, how how can I put it? What his forte was before he came there, don't you? I I see. I've I've read so much. I I know I've read but this, but I he was a, he was a producer. He producer, producer, yeah. And he produced Movie a producer. lot of movies. And he worked with uh, CGI. Yeah, I mean, we knew we knew it was coming. We we knew it was coming. I mean, and so, now we're we're getting to watch it like live. I mean, it's 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 turned into the best. It's better than I bet you the ratings on this stuff is better than any Netflix special out there, because <laughs> <laughs> at least for me. Yeah, well, there's some things coming out. I mean, you you heard about them being over at, in, near the China Sea and their battleships and everything. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's been going on for. And there's a while. actually there's I mean that's that's actually confirmed. There there is a there is a confirmed battleship uh, that is in uh, that area, and that was from a news source that I found that they weren't even talking about that. But they said there are U.S. ships that are there, so there. that is confirmed. Yeah. Oh, I know that. I got, like I said, I have certain friends that are in the uh, state yeah, department no. and other places. So every once in a while, when they can, I get a update. <laughs> but uh, right. But no. But that the, that's no secret. I mean, they're covering that. They're covering that on. You know, they're not showing it on the news. They are not showing it on the news because the battles. No, on no, 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 not that context. Not that context. I mean, but like there have been news sources I've seen where like, yeah, yeah, you know, states are, you know, they're around Taiwan area. You know. Well, they like, are. Oh. The see the battles. Uh, let's. I I got to watch what I say. The let's just. Say, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, well, I get it side about because i want people to know but i also got to watch myself too because i I'll just say everything good and very good <laughs> well i'm just saying it, it, it's it's wrapping up let me put it this way yeah i mean you got you got australia japan you got us and you know a couple others and you know the you know who the elders are right yeah the elders of the Himalayas, which are Chinese. Right. I mean, they've we've already got signed documentation and everything that things are going to be different. And it they well, things, signed, things are def, definitely going to be different. That's for sure. <laughs> that's, well, they've that's signed coming. on. I mean, they've already, signed on. They signed on to the Nasara Gasara. And. Yeah, I've, you know, I've heard that. Well, Nasara means the National uh, Economic and Safety and Reformation Act. See, that was that was implemented in the year 2000. 1700. 
Oh, no. oh yeah. It was started in the 1700s by uh, St. Germain. He started the World Tr- World Trust, and they, um, the families have been putting money into this trust for 250 years, and the the amount that I've heard is I don't even I can't even say the number because I've never heard it before, but it's like 40 some, 40 whatever, but there's 45 zeros behind it. That's how much is in the this world. Well, there's trust. more than that. Uh, now, which families are you talking about, though? Well, see, they're talking about what the what I've heard is there is um, there's two there's two factors of uh, families that um, are I guess you would say the wealth is divided between two. It's almost like you got two mob families, right? And the one family is, you know, has this one agenda and they want to dominate or whatever. And the other side is saying, no, we don't, you know, want to go that way. So there's two factors and whatever the uh, one factor is, they call it, call it, they call them the, um, you have the, uh, let's just call them the um, resist, not the resistance. Yeah. Well, you're. I, Man, I, I mean, really, it turns out it turns out to be a kind of sound like Star Wars. You have the resistance, and then you have the Empire, right? Well, well, <laughs> see what I, I understand what you're saying, but see the 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 monies. These thirteen families that they're talking about. You had the, uh, what do you call it? The Phoenicians. Okay, right. And they they go way back into Rome and Cleopatra's time, and them and their ancestors on up, they were doing <clears throat> that back in there. That's what made Rome so great, and the people that they conquered and took over, they were storing that wealth from way back. I mean, I'm talking about centuries upon centuries back. And what happened then when the United States decided, well, with the people that came to the U.S. and broke away from England, okay, they, uh, we fought England, which was part of the deep state, you can call it, or, or the, you know, the Phoenicians. See, they've been storing up way back when, and it what happened is they they finally took the wealth from all of those families. And I don't mean in dollar bills either. You're talking about the world wealth, gold, silver, copper, diamonds, the and other metals that people don't even know that we have. And uh, and the land and everything. The let's just say they they took that from them. Okay, it, it's well, not it's definitely a um, it's definitely an interesting time because knowing um, if you read um, after following uh, Michael and and uh, listening to him and Trust Law going back and talking about the Magna Carta and how that the the king, the king of, I think it was king of Europe, 
I think it was King. I don't think it was. It may have been King George. Michael would know. He'll listen in and correct me on this. But um, he got excommunicated from the uh, from the church, or something. He did. He did something, and he got excommunicated from the church. Well, he ends up. He goes back to the Pope and says, "Hey, look, you know, what can I? I I'll I'll do anything to get back in good graces with the church." How about this? I'll basically I'm giving you the throne. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Basically, it's yours, and I'll rent the crown back from you. And so, basically, the the terms, I guess, the deal was that the Vatican, the Pope, basically owned all the land. All the, I mean, it it it, it was to their inheritance, and he put it in a, a way in a contract that it could never be undone. Like, this is the way it is. And so for all these years, um, the Vatican has been the true, has the highest claim of uh, ownership of land on the earth until just recently, because whatever just happened, uh, it's very interesting what happened in Italy. I mean, Italy is just, is falling. I mean that's that's a known fact. I mean the prime well, minister they in Italy, yeah, with the pope's been arrested and the cardinals too. So haven't you, 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 haven't seen, you haven't seen too many of them around, have you? <laughs> no, uh, they said that the uh, he's canceled a bunch of uh, uh, appearances that he was supposed to appear at, and so they, I mean they took, they the, took the wealth of the Vatican and uh, the, you know the the president and stuff of Italy which is a different the Vatican is its own sovereign state yeah right it's like the, that's the, why they the, had the blackout over there. yeah so it's very interesting it's very interesting when it when you see it playing out and then you like for me I look at I do look at scripture and I do see an interesting correlation um, you know, happening where you have the beast system and the, you know, you have the whore that's riding the beast. And for years, I mean, the beast is the government, governmental system and the whore is the, uh, the church. And so, and, and, you know, you can see the correlation where you have this, this church and, and you have the church and state, you know, doing this thing together, right? Yeah. So, um, so it's interesting that the the church, as in the Vatican, being the church, the religious system of the world, just got freaking, uh, <clears throat> just got pounced on. Just got took. took I mean, they took him down. They've been yeah, taken they, down. And in the scripture, it says it says that that would happen. But the freaking they, the beast would burn her with fire. Okay. Well, so, the beast, the beast. What you're talking about? That is the the financial system that that was put in place mm-hmm. and uh, the whore that rides her are the nations round about committing fornication with that system. In other words, yeah. they, they became part of it and they started gaining their wealth and everything because of that. They were taking the wealth of the world for themselves you know the kings mm-hmm. and revelations tells you 
these are the kings of the earth, uh, which are the yeah, presidents, so what we call the presidents. But, and what they're doing is they're, they were doing this here, but it says that that stone was going to hit it in its heel. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is a stone of truth. And finally, the creator said, that enough's enough. My people, you know, they've been through hell and back, basically. And something's got to be done. And uh, even the props, yeah. you go back in the year 1996 and 2013, 2014, and other that were, I don't know if you've heard of Kim Clements. And a lot oh, of, oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot of what he said, I mean, has happened just the way he said it too, dude. Yeah, it's 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 very uh, it's very intriguing. It it really is, you know. So we're watching, and uh, and meanwhile, you know, I'm making music and uh, on a grow food, and and uh, hey, we trust the father is going to uh, to do what he says he'll do and so we're this is man this is a great time to be alive to be a witness in the testimony um, can i ask and you to get to watch and to watch and just be able to watch uh, the uh, father's hand move that's just going to be amazing we get a front row seat amen. amen maddie i gotta ask you a question uh do you know a gentleman by the name of james bauer That sounds you, really familiar. Are you around uh, uh, the, you know, Virginia or anywhere near there? I'm I'm close. I'm in the uh, I'm right near the foothills of the the uh, the Appalachian Mountains. So uh, I'm I'm about I can be in Virginia in about an hour. Oh, uh, okay. Like near, I can be in Mount Mount near Mount Airy or Whitful. Or uh, about an hour, about two hours away from 81, Highway 81, to go through well, because, Roanoke. Because when I was, but uh, you know, the music and stuff that I, he was, he was, uh, I was, uh, I think I was 17 at the time. And, uh, you know, I lived in Virginia. And uh, somehow, we, have you ever heard of King's Dominion? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know those yeah. man-made mountains and stuff? Yeah. That are in there for the for the water ride and all that? Uh-huh. I built a lot of that. Oh, no way. No, when I was That's younger, awesome. yes. And he actually lived right across the street where Secretariat was at. The racehorse. Uh-huh. Well, he, he lived yeah. right next to that. And... Um, um, uh, we met and uh, that's where I wrote a lot of the songs he said he was a Christian and I, I believed it he kind of acted acted it for a while and uh, I mean that's where a lot of, I wrote a lot of my songs he's the one that you know had taken my songs and gave his brother uh, you know credit for it and his daughter and everything oh i've got uh credit for one of them yeah and things like that i just wondering uh 
I'd like to find out where he's at yeah. because you know nave nave records uh you know uh-huh that that belongs to me it's n-a-v-e uh, okay and, uh, but i guess i was well, you, got young the, you got the you got the publishing you got the publishing on that all that stuff trias publishing yeah i'm registered with bmi as a composer well then Pro- if you're Pro- if you got publishing on it yeah I mean that should be a no-brainer. You should be able to find him and <laughs> say, "Hey." Well, well, believe me, if I if I find him, he, he he's he's avoiding me. But because if I find oh, him, it well, won't sure. be hey. It will be hey about five knuckles <laughs> up through his nose, and, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I know that ain't Christian there, and I not. But I mean, I'm not Christian. I'm a believer, but. I'm just telling you, he, he kind of did wrong all the way around. And, and you uh, can, you know, it's kind of like Jack, Jackie Gleason in, in the uh, Smokey and the Bandit, where he, he kicks yeah. that kid in the butt, and he says, now that there is an attention getter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he was something. <laughs> you know, so you got to give him a little attention getter. Yeah. But I wanted to, I didn't know if you heard of him. And, uh, 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 not off is, the top of my head. Well, we have an album at, uh, he, he, let me put it this way. We went to Gaffney, South Carolina to Mark Five Studios there. And, oh, uh, yeah. I know Mark Five. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, he recorded the songs himself. And, uh, Oh, I, wow. didn't partic- I didn't particularly like that, but you know, you know how you want to forgive a brother. Oh but yeah. After, after he done certain things, and I had to go back to Texas to do some things, and while I was gone, that's when he did what he did, and uh, other things, and uh, come to find out, yeah, that, that Christian bent went out the window, and he was he was married and has a daughter. But his secretary became his secretary, and everything else. Hmm. And uh, no, that sounds about what? What year was this? Uh, let's see, let me think. Let me think. I was uh, Mark Five. Yeah, Mark Five Studios in Gaffney, uh, South Carolina. Long, oh yeah, I, I grew up in at. Uh, I grew up at that studio. That was the first first place that I uh, recorded anything uh, was at Mark Five. Yeah, no, uh, probably can, a war. Yeah, and uh, um, um, let me try to think. I was roughly seventeen. I mean, oh, I wrote, okay. <laughs> I, I'm sixty one now, but <laughs> the the thing is. Uh, I mean, uh, I've written songs like Let Me Tell You About My Savior. Have you ever heard that song? That was late 70s, man. Yeah, it was 70, 78 or 79. Okay, yeah. Because I was was up there when Elvis supposedly died, which he ain't dead. 77, (laughs) 77, yeah. 
because I, I was born in 77, so, you know, I, I was born in July, and Elvis died in August, so he just couldn't stand me. He's like, ah, Matt's here. I'll, I'll take a break. Who, Elvis? <laughs> yeah. He said, ah, oh, Matt's here. I was born in uh, July, and he died in August, like a month after. So I was a month old. So, hey, brother. Yeah. He's alive. He's alive. He's 89, no he's 89 years old, and he is alive. And if you know who wow. Genesee Riley is, uh, Upper Valley PTA. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. well, you ask her if you know some friends around there, and she will swear um, on the Bible that he is alive, too. And I know he's alive. Well. He, he did not, and uh, I mean, there's a whole lot of things people. Uh, well, I don't want them to go hunting for. Yeah. Me. Well, but, there's there's uh, there's lots and, of stuff that they you know they don't tell us, and uh, probably best because I don't I don't really you know, some of that stuff I don't you know, well. Well, I, I, I don't care. care either. But he was a good singer, and uh, oh I, yeah, you think being that old. Uh, that he could he can't carry a tune, dude. Uh, I mean, he still got that, you know, that high pitch he had when he sung um, the uh, uh, oh, what was the name? Of it? Uh, the the uh, was it anthem or what do they call it? Uh, you oh, know, the one he, uh, when he come, when he came out in the yeah, 2001 Odyssey, where I think it was called that. Uh, no, the trilogy, the trilogy. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, there. I'm just telling. And there's, he, oh, goes by, he goes by a different name. And believe it or not, he's a preacher. Preacher, preacher man. Yeah. Well, he. He, you yes, know, he, I knew I knew J.D. I knew J.D. Sumner very, very well. Oh, yeah. He's uh, a nice I, 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 I used to uh, do shows with uh, J.D. Sumner. And, dude, he told some, you know, he, we heard some stories. <laughs> I can't share them on this call, but he was, uh, he was an amazing guy, too. Um, you know was, that song, Born yeah. Again, that that chick sings? Uh, that narrows uh, yeah, I can't remember her name either, uh, but she knew us pretty well. I, I didn't want to remember her name because that song Born Again, she took from us. Oh, well, yeah. There was a lot yeah. of that going on back in, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> but I had they, rolled. They never paid the artists any royalties at all. I mean, it was, it was a, the gospel music world was a, just a, straight train wreck it really was as far as business wise i mean there were a few sharks and then you know they cornered the market and that was it you know they they made money everybody else well sorry about you what if, if, if you run across an album it's a blue album it's got his picture on the front of it and he only it says the gospel of james his name hmm. is James Bauer. I'm James Davis. 
<laughs> big big James. That's what he did. He did this when I went to Texas. That's what I'm saying. And he went and took the songs and recorded them. And uh, believe me, there's just a lot of stuff. But what I'm saying it. And if you look on there, there's only one song that I got credit for. That was, uh, let me tell you about my savior. And this was before I knew what I know now. But, uh, uh, I mean, there's one called The Greatest Love, Somewhere, Some Way, Someday, and all those other on there. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to hopefully get an answer from them why. You know what I mean? What compelled him to do what he oh, did? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean... I'm sure. I'm sure he'll have some kind of justification. Yeah, most of them, you know, we I know his justification. Like that. Greed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but how long have people been justifying greed? You know, uh, they, oh, it's just business. You know, oh, it's just business. It's like, no, well, it's you know, okay. No, I understand so, what you're saying, I mean, brother, but. Money affects some people and some people that don't. I mean, uh, oh know. yeah, dude. It, it look, man. I've loaned. I, well, I loan. I mean, just greatest. Friend. I mean, they're family, and I loaned. You know, I loaned stuff to people, and and you know, never, never even hinted on giving it back. Which you know what? I gave it because you know I was like they needed help. And it was for a friend. And, but, you know, I had to, um, I had to, I had to release that because I, I had, I, they were family and I was not going to let that affect me. I feel, I, I just came to a realization in myself. I'm like, you know what? Father gave me that money and enabled me to help my friends out when I needed to. And it was like, I just, completely just never thought of it again and you know that man the reward that i got um for that has just been I, you can't put a price tag on it no. so you know i would just I, i'd let that crap go and say you know what karma you know <laughs> well I, i'd let it i let um, i'd let it go because if i didn't you know i wouldn't be here now <laughs> you know right. because I just want to, I want to see him face to face and ask him, you know, I deserve an answer. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't have no animosity and, you know, or nothing like that. I just want to know. But I think, I, I think, you know, I think, you know, the answer already. I think you already know the answer. And so, it's well, I, more, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I, I understand the, the answer. It was his greed. I understand that. But I want to know what compelled him and why he did that and didn't have the common decency as a brother in the Lord, which he obviously wasn't, even though I count him because of the wrong that he had done. And he, you know... It says, when you have ought against a brother, or you wronged a brother, it tells you, you know, people go to the Lord with it, right? It says, no, 
you you go to that brother or sister, whoever, or whatever the case may be, and you make it right with them, then you carry it to the altar. A lot of people say, well, no, I can go directly sure. to God, and, and then I'm washed clean of it. No, you're not. You may think you are. He said, if you're guilty of one point of it, one point, you're guilty of the whole thing. And that's everything that the book talks about. Man tries to change it all the time, the word, and you can't do that. He that taketh away or addeth to, mm -mm, I don't want to be guilty of that. Not me. But I, I deserve well, I mean, I, I can, a, I, out of respect. I, I, can, I can only go from my own experience of how I've had to... Um, Things happen, and you you want to know why. You want to know why it happened. You, there's no explanation. Um, for instance, um, the the incident where the girl that I was engaged to she she broke it off for no reason whatsoever, and just left me hanging. Like, wh what just happened? You know, tell me what happened. What did I do so I can fix? You know, help me. You know. Help me help you. <laughs> and so when I didn't get that, I just, you know, it was, it was agonizing not knowing what, what I did. And so you go through all these emotions and then, you know, years go by. Year, I mean, there, it was like six, seven, eight, eight years. Eight years went by. And I finally had a chance to see her face to face. And by that time, I had gone through so many other experiences that completely changed my whole world that I saw why. And I didn't need an explanation from her, but it was nice to look her in the face and tell her, hey, it's okay. It's all all right. And it was amazing. And it was a release off of her. I could see it. She, she was guilty. But she didn't know how to approach me. She didn't know how to say it. And so when I saw her, we didn't even have to say anything. It was just, it was understood. And it was, I, I can't tell you the release that came off of both of us. It was amazing. So, you know, I know what you're saying. I, I've I been there the same, what you're kind of what you're talking about. And, you know, and, uh, because this was before I, the wife I have now. I was ne I've never been married before. Only the one that I have now, once, and that's the only time I'm ever going to get married. But the person <laughs> I was engaged to this gal, and you know I was I was head over heels about her, and she was about me. But all of a sudden, one day she didn't come over for a couple of days and I'm thinking, well, what's going on here? You know, a call. She didn't call me back and all this. I thought something happened to her. Come to find out, I happened to see her mother. And she said, I said, well, where's uh, her name was Donna. I said, well, where's Donna? at?" And she said, well, oh, uh, don't worry about it. She's married. She had gotten oh. married. What happened is her mother wanted her to marry this other person, and she basically forced her to marry that other person. Oh. And, 
and by that wow. time i was uh, probably i don't know maybe 10 12 years after that i come across her i was with my sister and my sister and her were still friends and she said oh hey donna come here for a minute and i didn't even really recognize her till she turned around and uh my sister said you remember james don't you her 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 lips well up <laughs> she didn't know what to think or say and she goes wow that she said that's james i said yeah this is me he said you remember me i said yeah i remember you and she started crying she and then she she told me what had happened what her mother did and everything i said well mm. you know wow things happen for a reason i guess i said no they do I said, I was hurt. I said, you know, I didn't ever get an answer or nothing. She said, I tried to, but my mother told me I couldn't do that. And I had to marry this person. And, you know, and he didn't want me to call you. And he says, I know that if I would call you, you and him would be at it with each other. And probably so at the time, but that didn't happen. And I let it go. You know, and I'm glad it didn't because by that time I was getting married myself. And right. the wife that yeah. I have, you know, I love her with all my heart. Sometimes she don't think I do, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> we've been married well, almost. <laughs> we've been married right at 40 years. And uh, I'd say uh, I'd say you love her. I mean, it's like at this, after 40 years, I would just look at her and go, honey, 40 years. Come on. I mean, that's got to yeah. say something, right? Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> well, she tells me, well, I care about you, but I don't love you. I said, you, oh. can, say that, you can say that all you want, but no, but somebody that don't love somebody ain't going to stay with somebody 40 years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You would have probably hit my head by that time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, man. And, uh, but the other day, you know, out of the blue, she come and told me, you know, James, I love you. I said, well, I love you, too. She said, yeah, right. <laughs> I think she does it just to get my, you know, my, you know, to goat me every once in a while. But uh, no, I understand where you're coming from, brother. And uh, no, but as far as him, like I say, what's done is done. And none of us can take any of it with us. It's just for us to use while we're here to make our lives better and our children and our wives' lives better. You know, it's to help, you know, us to get through what while we're here. And you know, also, you know show, what it comes yeah. to my mind? It just comes to my mind. I'm like, I feel almost, I almost feel like compassion towards the guy. What'd you say his name was? James Bowler. Uh, yeah, James. I want to feel compassion. I, you know what I feel? I feel, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him because I want him to know the same, uh, the same spirit and creator and know that he is lacking nothing. He has no reason to ever have to take from someone else that he has the spirit inside of him that can Amen. give him true understanding and love. And, and so that is my first thought is like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second. Like I thought I loved Courtney. I 
I was, you know, I loved her with all my heart. I'd do anything for you, right? Well, <laughs> the spirit told me years later, said, you didn't love her. And I was like, what? No, I did. I loved her. He said, he said, no, no you, you didn't love her. He, no, he, he said, you fell in love with an idea. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God, you're right. I fell in love with the idea of, of love. And, right. and I found out the way that I was treating her was not out of love. The way I responded was not out of love because true love would, is patient. True love is kind. And, it, and so when I realized that, I was doing the opposite of love. I was not loving her. And so the Spirit showed me to, uh, hey, let, let, let that go. Love, love her by letting her go. You know what you're I mean, talking about. That was, oh, man. Yeah, <clears throat> what you said though, uh, uh, Maddie is, you know, when hearing Jim talk is, you know, I've been in the same boat, and I just think that there's people who just don't know that taking, you know, is from people is not right, you know, and um, and there's people that <clears throat> do that. They take they they take advantage of people who are kind or maybe trusting, you know, that oh they wouldn't do that, you know, and um, they're just, I think these, there's people are just, they're takers, you know, with no consideration for others. Yeah. Well, I have forgiven him but and he, things like that. I just want yeah. to look <clears throat> into his eyes and his face and say, brother, why? What, what compelled you to do that? Why? I mean, you know, I never did nothing but help him. You know what I'm saying? And we were to share. Yeah all these things i i brought them into right. this to where we can both share these things and then when i had to leave to go back i went back to see my family my mother and dad and them and i had to take care of some things he knew i was coming back but while i was gone those things took place and i didn't you know and then all of a sudden it he's like a ghost you can't find him you know, and it's well, we turned into a me. And all I was trying to do is, you know, all I want is an answer from him. And like you were talking about the word net with all my heart, believe me, uh, I, I would not hesitate, but I wouldn't force it on him either. You know, I mean, I would hint along certain lines and if he's, you know, into that and can feel the spirit that's one thing but if he's like oh man well you know uh, i gotta go and uh, it was nice seeing you but then i'm not gonna do that because i'm not here to force none of that on anybody and usually when i talk it's coming from my heart what yava has laid on my heart and you know the things that's happened in my life i'm coming from that perspective I'm not here to twist nobody's arm or stomp on them or kick them, saying, you got to believe this. Uh, I mean, like some churches do. When I, I went to some churches like that, they wanted me to carry an Acts in 238. And they always use that scripture, Acts 238. And, uh, you know, go out there and tell them that, that they're going to split hell wide open and they're going to burn. 
and they're blowing smoke up their tailpipe because there ain't no such thing as hell. And the divine showed me that and told me that. I've got tapes from the Catholic Church where a cardinal's telling uh, a faithful Catholic that, that was interviewing him. And he said, well, what about the people in purgatory and hell? The cardinal started laughing on national television. And he told him, son, son, listen to me. And that guy was older than him. The, older than the cardinal. He says, son, there's no such thing as hell. He said, we made that up to control the people and to sell indulgences. They put fear into you where you'll listen to them. Here the scripture tells you in Genesis that he's a God of love and that everything he created is for us. And because we messed up a little bit here and there, we're going to burn in hell forever. Would you do that to your son? No. You'll, you'll do everything. You'll, you'll get on to him and correct him. Hopefully he'll change. That sounds like something an ex-wife would do, though. But, <laughs> but all I'm saying is you, your love is always there, no matter if they were the worst hellion in the world. You still have right. love for them. And you'll still do whatever it takes to, to turn them. To make him a better man or a woman or whatever. Till the very breath, last breath you breathe. But it's not up to us. We're doing our part. It's up to that eternal in us. Which is us. But you know what I'm talking about. That knows all things. See because we have this carnal mind in here with us too. But I'm talking about the true self. The true creator. You know what I'm saying? We are the true creator, but we got like amnesia. We're having to learn certain things all over again. Because we have that carnal mind there. We have the spiritual mind, which is the divine mind, the creator mind. But yet we got this here other. It's like a schism. It's split. One wants to listen to the everything the father has. And the next minute, the... The carnal mind is saying, yeah, oh, look at that gal. Oh, man, look at that. I'd have five of them, you know, but that because that's the way it thinks. Or I got to have 50 million in the bank and I got to have three cars or 10 cars. Enough's not enough for the carnal mind. Whatever it sees, it wants and it's going after. It doesn't matter if he has to rob, steal or kill to get it. It takes that divine, eternal mind to say, hold the phone here, dude. That's not what we're here about here. That's not why we're here and what it's about. We have to discipline or disciple it to, to get it to conform to the divine spirit mind, the divine mind of the creator. And man has changed the scriptures. And in the scriptures, it's not 100%. The truth is in there, that's true, but it is not the absolute word of the Creator. It's got man's writings in there too, to conform to religion. 
if you look at the King James Version alone, there's over, uh, I think, 3,500. That's in the King James Version. 3,500 mistranslations. But it tells us in there. That's what. That's why. Yeah, I think that's why it says, you know, the Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth and understanding. So, well, it does. You have to uh, learn it, though. He tells us to study, to show ourselves approved, a workman rightly grouping the word. A little here, a little there, a little everywhere. Because the Spirit does lead and guide us. But if you don't pick up a book, it ain't going to lead you nowhere. Because you ain't even well, going to know what I'm saying. That, that, that's my point. You were talking about the scripture um, being um, changed by uh, man. And so I'm agreeing with you that, you know, yes, that there, there are uh, discrepancies, um, you know, in, the, in these translations. However, the spirit was the one, through, after studying the scriptures, the spirit was the one that led um, us in our meditation of whatever we were reading at the time and and basically gave us understanding what we were reading like i've read certain scriptures my whole life and i read the same scripture i've known my whole life and all of a sudden there's a different meaning that just pops out out of, out of nowhere yeah it's and like a light going on yeah yep. it's like it's fascinating and so you know that is the spirit giving you understanding of I, what you're what you're reading, and so you know. But it's through. I understand that, and we need to trust that. But at the same time, yeah. it's just like going to school or to college, and you're you're uh, whether you're going to be an engineer like Michael is, or or something else. I mean, we have to learn. From somewhere, these different things. Like when I was younger, I mean, I, I flew uh, uh, different airplanes and stuff. I had to learn the aerodynamics of the aircraft, and I had to learn a lot of different things. You know what an aileron was, what a stabilizer was, what this was. You know, and the instruments and everything, and. Uh, when you're coming in and if the wind is blowing strong or across the runway when you're trying to land, you have to land at a crab angle and all these things. And just before you touch down, you got to turn the plane straight again. Coming in that on some of those planes that, you know, 100 or 75 miles an hour, you know, that's hard to do with a lot of weight. You know, yeah. <laughs> overextending it, I mean... A lot of people could get hurt. You know what I'm saying? And oh it's, yeah, for sure. And not that God is not there to help us and give us understanding, but we. But you got to do the work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And by you doing you the work to. and getting the concept, even you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden, sure. the Father says, "Okay, you know, you like you said, you read it, and I, I know where you're coming from. I've did the same thing." And, Read it, read it, read it. But we're reading it the way uh, the people are telling us, like the preachers in the church said, no, this is what it means, that's what it is, and you accept yeah. it. And then later on you read it and you get two or three other uh, verses in different parts of the Bible and they all agree 
and you're looking at it and say, well, wait a minute. I think maybe he didn't see the full concept of it because I'm seeing something different than what he was telling me it meant. It's along that line, but you see it more in depth because the divine mind has, you know, awakened you to see that there because that's meant for you to see. And not that the spirit wasn't showing him, but maybe he wasn't willing to listen fully where you were there with an open heart and open mind. And, you know, and Yava says, "Okay, here's both barrels, son. Oh, that's exactly what happened. I mean, it it was exactly like that. And, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, these people that go to these congregations and, you know, they're 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 it's so weird because it's like they go to the church that is do is speaking the things that they like to hear. It's, it's, it's odd. It's an odd thing that the humans want to go and sit and get the, the pastor, someone else to give them, basically read them the news for the week. You know, yep. this just in from God. Yeah. Uh, the itching ears. Remember? The scripture, Say those again. that have itching ears. Right. Itching so, ears. You know, so they're, they're, they're feeding, you know, this, they're, you know, and I'm not saying everything is, you know, you know, completely bad. I mean, there's, there's no, saying, I, I mean, you can read a, you can read, read a Proverbs and it's got me high all week, you know, so um, I'm sure there's different levels of, study going on in, in these churches, because I know a lot of people, they are actively doing Bible studies, and they're, they're you know, having um, smaller groups. My mom is a part of a small group of uh, women that come together and read scripture and stuff like that, and, and I think that's great. Um, however, it's like they take that same narrative, they, they read everything with the same narrative that they are getting from uh, the church, so they... They can't, they read it, but they can't see it. They can't see the deeper yes. meanings, but that's, that's because, you know, it's not, uh, what does it say? It's, it, it's, uh, it's for you to know and them it is it, not. It's the pleasure of kings to, to search out a thing. You know, if you're not looking for it, um, you know, it says, hey, you ask and you shall receive. Amen. Seek and you shall find. Knock. And it shall be open unto you. And that scripture uh, came to me, you know, I mean, man, that right there, um, you've got to ask. And I do remember a time that I asked, and I asked the creator to show me what my purpose was. I asked him to do that. And I asked him a lot of other things. But um, I'm just going to say that he immediately uh, started, you know, came at me with both barrels, buddy, and and told me, okay, because you have asked. Now this is now this is happening. So you know, it's true. It's like, but it's what leads you up to the point of even asking the question, because you would never even know what question to ask. You know, it's kind of like the Matrix. What is the Matrix? Well, unfortunately. You have to see it for yourself. No one can show you what the matrix you, is, brother. You have to, <laughs> you have to brother, ask, brother. You know when you you're talking about asking, 
you know, in the scripture where it says, like you just said, you know, ask and seek and you'll find, right? And then it, he, they, it said it twice in there, but which is a hidden secret that, that are in the scripture. They wanted to make sure that you catch on to it and acknowledge it. Ask means to acknowledge it, see it, and know it. If you acknowledge it, that it is, that your, that your prayer, whatever your supplication is to the Father, you acknowledge it, you see it is already done, and that you know that it is, and it can be no other way, because God don't lie. He is absolute in everything that is everything. So if we acknowledge it, and we see it, and if we know it. It says we can boldly go to the throne of grace or to the Father. And we don't have to go up there. We don't go up to our Father with our hands over our eyes and head say, uh, Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? We approach our Dad. We walk up, hey, Dad, and slap him on the shoulder or something. Say, I need to ask you something. Or, hey, Dad, you got five bucks I can borrow. I mean, that's the way the Father is to us. And he said, while we're yet asking or before we even ask, the answer is already on the way. He knows what we have need of and what we our heart desires. And it's on the way, but we have to know that it's on the way, that he's already heard us and that it's already done. Because with, with God, everything, everything and anything is absolute. There's nothing but absolution. I don't mean, I mean, it's absolute. That's just it. The way it is. I am that. That is what I am. Anything and everything that your mind can see and perceive. That is what I am, and that is what is. But you have to acknowledge it. You have to see it within yourself that it's done already, that it's already yours, and it, and know it, that it cannot change, that, well, I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. No. You just have to wait in humble expectation, like he says. Wait upon the Lord. Which that is a wrong word. I don't like that word. It's weighed upon Yava. They took the name Yava and put Lord there. A Lord is a title for a, a, a king or a priest. Or, or a, a, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it's Yahweh. The Lord is uh, capital. Capital L-O-R-D in the King James, um, if you go back, I think the Strong's Concordance, the word, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Baal. It's Y-T-H. It's what? Baal. And so it's, uh, it's translated to Baal, Baal. So all these people, and when it says, in that day they will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, he says, you know, I'm going to say, get out of here. I don't know you. Why do you keep calling me Baal? That's what he says. The creator says, why do you keep calling me Lord? 
you know. Keep calling me this Baal, Baal. And that's what the prophets of Baal, they, they thought they were, you know, praying to the Creator. The Creator was, you know, is Yahweh-Yoteh-Vavheh. Uh, they, exactly, that's what I'm saying. They, 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 they completely, you know, the capital L-O-R-D uh, in, the, in the King James, I mean, they're they switched, basically translated they to Baal. Yeah, yeah there, there's a prime example right there. I mean, I've had people time after time. That is the absolute word of God. You can't tell me that I believe every word. I said, well, I don't. I said, I can distinguish what's in there, what is truth and what is not. They said, well, how can you do that? I said, because I study. And I dig and I dig and I dig and I dig and I keep digging again. To make sure that what I'm reading and what I'm saying and what I'm telling other people that they're that it can be backed up, you know, not only by the Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic, but it can also be proven by history, and that it can be, uh, you know, the Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken, and I can also show them in the Word. I can show them in the, the, what do you call it, the language. You know what I'm saying? But I can also show them in the scriptures. And I can also show them according to history, too. And the scripture says, the ancient and the honorable, it is the head. But the prophet that speaketh a lie, that has no knowledge, it is the tail. And that's what a lot of them are doing today. And I've had, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people tell me, why does it say in there we're like sheep being led to slaughter? I said, because he's trying to wake your ass up. Excuse my language. Hope I don't offend nobody. I just say, I just say because he's, he's saying that you're dumb. <laughs> Well, you could say that or wake your donkey up, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like they say, you if you really want to know? Well, like White Wolf used yeah. to say, you know, if you get off your hello back there, you might learn something. <laughs> and, and it's exactly. the truth. We're not going to know unless we go look and study or seek and search it out and find it like you were talking about earlier. But once you find it and once you see it, that's why I tell people, I don't, I don't care if you believe me or not. I want you to hopefully that I spark something in you to cause you to go look because when you see give it, this some yeah, give this some consideration. Yeah, that, that at least, when, yeah, at least when you see it, you're going to know for yourself. And the bottom line is, you will believe yourself before you, you will me, your mother, your dad, or sister, or brother. Because you've oh, seen it. Nobody, nobody can, yeah, nobody can take away the experience uh, that I had. Nobody. I know. I don't have to guess or have faith. I mean, I, I know. Um, Amen. So someone has that aha moment, I like to call it. Yeah. Um, you cannot convince them otherwise. No, and, I mean, uh, because you've so, seen it for yourself. Yava has opened to opened it or 
took the uh, the veil, opened the veil where you could see and say, oh, man, it was there all that time, all those years, and I didn't see it. How stupid was I? I'm not calling anybody. I'm talking right. to myself. And it, it's just like, wow, I'm glad I seen that. Yeah, because and now it's time. Now it's when the rubber meets the road because, yes, you know sir. there are, um, you know, now you got to uh, to study it out because that's that's what happened. I mean, when I had that experience, I mean, I knew right then. I was like, man, I've got to, I got to get my head in the book, and I need to learn what the heck's going on because the world just flipped upside down. So, you know, I had to learn about a lot of the stuff that I was experiencing which, you know, caused me to study and caused me to search it out and to find it in the word and different sources. And um, so, um, you know, but then I was faced with, look, you know, there is, uh, there are, there are um, what they call lying, lying spirits. You know, sometimes you got to be careful about, um, just any old spirit that comes to you, you know, it talks about flattery, you know, a lot. It says, you know, when you got somebody coming up and flattering you, mm-hmm. you pretty much can tell right away that <laughs> it's probably not your friend. And, you know, um, the serpent is the most subtle of all of the, um, of the field there. And I'm just saying, when you, as you grow in your discernment, of spirit when you hear his voice and then you hear another voice that looks really oh man that looks that looks cool that looks really you know enticing um i think the lord is in i think the spirit is in this you know people can get led astray even in the spiritual um walk like walking in you know they're they're really going after the spiritual side of things and i'm seeing that um Brother, you you got to really be you got to be disciplined in um, in your uh, in your faith and and understanding of the truth as to not fall prey to um, you know these other. Um, but brother, what? That are, you know, but what do you mean by spirits? No, I'm I'm saying there, there are there are um, let's let's do it this way. There's not entities. There, that's what you're saying. There, there, no, there, no, there, there, there is, I'm, there is no spirit other than God. There's no evil I, spirit, I, I wicked spirit, that. and there's no lying no. spirit. Uh, the, the, the lying mind is man that's in disobedience and ignorance of the word of God. Okay, that, that, that's what I'm referring to then. Well, the way it was coming out is like there's some spirit jumping in and out of people, making them that they're listening okay, to some I'm, entity. I, that's not what I'm. And the the, the scriptures don't teach I'm, that. And I know they're going to bring up yeah, they, about yeah, they, Jesus and yeah, the. They do. No, they don't. It talks about the the uh, the the what do you call it the the guy that was jumping to and foam foaming out of the mouth. Right, and it said that the Messiah came to him and said, "Leave him." And it says that the spirits went out and jumped into the swine and went into the thing and drowned. Look up, look up the words. It's not, it's not a physical spirit thing. 
And then if you go down two okay. more verses, you go down two verses or three from that, and it'll say that they saw him sitting and clothed in his right mind. What it is, the Messiah teacher or the one that was there explained to him to where it gave him peace of mind and understanding and it didn't torment him or bother him anymore. You got to understand okay, so, the Catholic what, Church what, added what things I'm, in there. I, I get that. This is a personal experience. This is what I'm saying is a, a personal experience. This is like me saying, look, I've taken what I've, um, I've, I've learned about the scriptures and about certain um, aspects of, of the one. And I, I'm, I'm telling you, that there are other people who are using this power um, not for the good. And that is a thing. It is, it is, it is real. So um, I'm, sa I'm saying to you that, like, on, on the surface, like, you know, somebody may think they're doing something good, that they're doing something that's, um, you know, in the name of truth and benevolence and Turn, it turned out that, you know, the creator was never in that to begin with. So all I'm saying is that I, I I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just very cautious of, um, brother, you know, that, I know what every, you're saying. Every idea that every, any, just any idea that comes to you and you're like, oh, that might, that must be from God, you know, and so I'll follow that through. Well, then you're, and if you're, if you're saying out, that, then you're calling God a liar then. No, I'm if not you're, saying. If he, you're he, saying he, that, I'm, no, what, because. What do you mean? Why are you saying I'm calling God a liar? Why would I do that? I I'm said if, call. I did not, I said if you're saying it, that it's that way and that it's real, then you're calling God a liar because the word doesn't say that and teach that. I'm saying this is a personal experience that I've had inside of myself. Inside of myself, I've had thoughts of my own that I created myself. Okay. That I was doing something that was of, uh, of that was being led of God, for for, for instance. But why and, didn't you say it that way and try to say it the way, the other way, brother? Because we're going to have to give an account for what we tell people. That's all. I'm not trying to cut you off. I want you to say what you got to say. I don't want to frustrate you, but we have to, what we tell people, we have to give an account for. And I, I'm, I'm I, telling you an, an experience that I had, Jim. But you I'm made that experience. experience. You caused it to happen. Okay, I think I clarified. I think I said that. I was explaining that. I was saying that that's, yes. It's just like Jim, the people, not, that they, they have these people go to these churches. Oh, well, I need an exorcist. Most people are as sane as the day is long. They go into church and that preacher tells them this and that. And next thing he goes over, he takes his hand just out of the blue and grabs their head. And, and he says, Satan come out of her. And next thing you know, I don't that, think that's what I, Jim, I don't think that's what I was referring to at all. I was not referring to anything like that, not even close to anything like that. I was, I was 
This and, well, I, and I won't go into it anymore. You explain it. Don't explain it as some spirit, even though it's an experience and happening. It's okay, Tim. I I didn't know that I was not supposed to 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 speak on on certain. There were certain things I wasn't allowed to to, to speak on. I I didn't know that, that was a, a thing. So, um, I, I don't know another. I'm trying to figure out another vo way of um, articulating what it is that I was experiencing. But at this time, I'm having trouble coming up with with that. Oh, um, you're mad because I interrupted. And I ain't trying I'm to not, stop I'm not, anything. Jim, Jim I'm, I'm, what's look, bothering me? What's, what's bothering me is, <laughs> and I know they're adults, but we have to watch what we tell people. When you know uh, the, and I know you can say anything you want to say, but at the same time, uh, I, if I don't see that it's right, and I'm not saying that I'm right. All I'm saying is what I read in the scriptures, I can't just stop and not say nothing, okay? I'm not no, trying to explain you want to. And I know you're frustrated. You're mad because I keep interrupting you. I'm not mad. Jim, please stop saying that. Quit saying that I, you're putting what you're saying that I'm assuming I'm mad, and I'm absolutely not mad at all. I'm just a little, I'm just a little confused. That's all. I'm just trying to to find out where. where well, I'll be I, quiet and let you, know. you. You have the floor. I'll be quiet. No, no, Jim, that's not what I'm asking. I'm done. I can't. I'm really not. I, I don't have any anything in particular to say. I was just giving you for that. everybody. But all I'm saying, and if I offended you or flustered you or uh, whatever, that you was didn't not offend me at all. But when it comes to the the word, and and, and I'm coming from what I feel within myself, okay? Nothing directed at you. It's just that what I come to see and know and understand what the word's saying and what the Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, and whatever other language you want to use that that uh, that tells me it means. A certain thing and then when people uh, I'm not saying you that you believe it that way but the way we explain it other people hear it and pick it up and then you know what I'm talking about we don't want to be stumbling blocks and I sure don't want to be a stumbling block because I've, no, I've, I've I apologize I apologize if, if, if I if I am a stumbling uh, have said I didn't that I'm not stumbling block. I really, that's not my intention. Or mine either. And I, I don't mean it that way, brother. I'm, I'm talking about myself, okay? Because I'm doing my very best every second, every hour of the day. And I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. To adhere to, trust, and rely on the eternal word of the Creator. Okay? And I'm not saying I have all the answers and, I, and that I'm right. But according to what I've read and studied all these years, and not only in that, but in the other religions that I've researched, they're all saying the same things, but they're saying it from their uh, 
uh, culture and their perspective. And they may use different names and things like that. But it, all I'm saying is that we just, um, never mind. I, I get I get what both of you guys are saying, honestly. I, I think what Maddie was trying to convey is that it was, you know, I've said it earlier, you know, it, on the previous calls, it, it was just, it's energy that was spent in the wrong direction or used, you know, yes. opposite of good and very, very good. I get what Maddie was saying, and I get what you're saying, too. You're just, you're saying you got to be careful how we word it. That's what I hear from Jim. But Maddie's well, saying, you know... <clears throat> If new people come get, on the get, call. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. I know there's a no, delay I, there. No. And I don't mean to cut you off in the middle of what you're saying. No, I just, I get, I, I get. Oh, see, I'm sorry. It's fine. I, Go ahead, brother. I'm going to shut fine. up. I was just, <laughs> I was just <laughs> saying, I get, I totally get what Maddie was saying. And I totally get your position. So I'm just. I'm seeing it from both from both sides. You you are being very true to the word uh, from what you know. Maddie is speaking, you know, from an experience, and he's just using it in his in his terms or his language. And I heard it as it's just misfit energy where you thought something was of you know good, but it it really wasn't. You know, once you realized it, that's what I got out of it. And if I'm wrong, I'll you know. You know, tell me I'm wrong, but that that's how I saw it. Y'all both correct, but all I'm saying is if I mean y'all been on here a while, but I mean I understand there's no one else in here that uh, but other people come in there and they see it that way, uh, you know, about a a devil or a demon and all this and that. You know, and you know, forgive me, uh Hello? I'm here. I don't know. We lost Jim. Jim, did you mute? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, forgive me. I that wasn't my intention. It's, oh you no, know, there's nothing to forgive. Um, I, I, I just it was. I'm very strong, I guess, uh, when it comes to you know that certain aspect. Because even when I was little, I had aunts and uncles who torment when when I was little about this and about that, about the devil and all this and that. And, you know, and I've studied and studied and studied and keep studying and digging and digging and digging, you know, because I want to know. And in the, and the spirit, the Father has showed me that, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not that. And I know you know it's not that. But the way we explain certain things to people when along those lines and they'll they'll sit there and say when they hear it see they're talking about that they're telling you they had an experience and it was the demon in them or uh you thought it was god but it was the devil and they were speaking lies 
it just it says don't give no place to the adversary it don't mean some spirit out there it's talking about the negative mind don't let it enter in even speak it out because whatever we speak out comes to pass he, the father said that he he put his uh nature a little lower than his word and god's nature is absolute truth and perfectness but he said he put that a little lower than his word aren't we the word made flesh and what we say just as god what he says is absolute and final and it will manifest that's why even white wolf he would say where the mind goes the body will follow and it says out of the heart which is the middle subconscious mind or the spirit you know the mouth our mouth will speak the word and the word will not come back void if you speak it like that that is what's going to happen that's all i was trying to say which i'm not saying that you believe it that way but it tells us to watch over our tongue it's an unruly member that sits on fire or that word fire means destruction the very course of nature the very course of what we're trying to accomplish that's all i was trying to say brother i love you and i'm i'm not trying to offend you or uh uh be mean you by any means god is my witness and he knows i'm telling the truth i mean it's just that uh, to me and i'm saying myself and uh i take it very seriously and i know others do too and i sure do not want to mislead anybody and by no means do i know everything all i do is study 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 to show myself approved a workman rightly grouping together the truth and that's why when everybody's on there that's why we want y'all to speak and give your testimonies because you have things that maybe i haven't come across yet that that will keep me straight and set me straight you know what i mean it's a joint thing here it's not just a one guy thing you know it no. we're coming to grow thereby I, I, and if i offended you please forgive me um Jim, that Jim, um, you, you, you did not you did not offend me i promise you that i've not, I've not for one second absolutely not i know so there's a it, I, I, talking over you and i i am sorry about that too because i did it to gil too and probably it's just the nature of the it's the nature of the the you know the call we're on so no worries no worries at all but feel free please i'm sorry <clears throat> i i really the only thing that i'll i'll uh finish it with uh, we're finished with is um 
Gil, you, you pretty much, you, you, na- you nailed it. Um, and I'm, uh, I apologize for my lack of articulation in certain subjects, but you got to understand too that I do speak to a lot of, um, um, there are a lot of uh, friends of mine who they know that language. Um, and so a lot of times I'll use those words so that I can, they can relate because there was a time when, you know, I, I related, you know, angels and then I started studying and I see that angels and angles of light and, you know, uh, read about the pranayama and, and each uh, um, point in the body uh, is, is, is basically related to, um, like, you know, you've, you've, you've heard of the um, uh, acupuncture yes. where the Chinese, you know, do the needle therapy and, and there's, there's different power uh, um, centers in the body, energy centers, and all these points, thousands and thousands of points in the body, and they're all uh, related to um, not just, uh, well, um, angels or demons or whatever, but also stars. And I found that fascinating because um, as above, so below. And so I realized that, you know, these spirits that you're talking about, they are, I mean, they're in you and they're out. I mean, they're, they're outside of you. They're inside of you. So they make up you. You are all of them. And so it's nothing that is, I realize that it's not something that's outside of you, but it's something that's inside of you. And that realization was something, um, you know, that was, it was, it was huge. And then, but to be able to tell people, hey, look, you're, <laughs> you're, you're looking you're looking out when you should be looking in. And so sometimes it's a, you got to, I have to use certain language to, to keep people on the, um, on the, on the track, but then, you know, cross them over. So that's kind of why I use a lot of the, the language um, there, but Gil, you got it. I was the one that created that. I, I that thought came from my own carnal understanding. And that was, what uh, I realized is like the, the creator was saying, no, you think that you know, um, uh, and, and I'm just telling you, you don't know. And so you, that's, that's the difference between and learning the difference between the carnal mind and the divine mind. And so there's a, there's a period of time where when you're new to this uh, in the faith, um, you're going to go through these different stages of, of understanding as you learn, as you read, and as you, you figure out the stuff that you, um, all the stories that you heard and the fables and all that, you know, you realize that they're not true and it actually, but it represented something else. And so that journey of learning the difference between what I uh, knew God's name is, I mean, cause basically I, I, when I had my experience, I was still calling him God and Jesus and all that, you know. So he, he came to me in my understanding where I was and then brought me along. So, you know, it's, um, uh, for me, it's, it's been um, a tool knowing the scriptures and knowing how the, um, I think Michael's talked about this too, he, he's got an understanding of, uh, both sides. He's, he's, he knows what they think, 
and because we grew up in it. And but he also is is a student of uh, of the word, and so he actually knows what the word says. <laughs> so it's um it's 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 I guess for me it's it's nice to be able to share an experience coming from a Christian background coming into um, these understandings. Maybe um, there's someone that is maybe just fresh from the Christian realm and they're, they're studying uh, stuff. And, you know, so there is, there is a crossover period where you're, you're still using terms and definitions and stuff of of things uh, of that nature. So that's all I was um, trying to convey was just my experience at the time and the, in the, uh, the discourse that I had within myself is, uh, is very interesting. I think that's the same thing that happened to uh, the Messiah um, when uh, you know, it says Satan appeared to him and said, hey, if you bow down to me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure after 40 days of uh, fasting, um, the Messiah had to be in a really interesting spot in his, in mentally, physically, all of that. And so, you know, I can only imagine the thoughts that would have been running through his mind at the time. And so I can see that as a very uh, probable, most likely scenario is that this adversary that we're talking about um, was, uh, was, it was his own mind, was his own kind of, I mean, because he was, <laughs> I mean, he was flesh, he had a flesh mind, you know, and uh, so... I'm thinking that that's what was uh, talking to him was that that adversarial spirit that is you know within all of us. And that the band in excess, he says, the devil inside, the devil inside, every single one of us. You know, it's like you're the one that chooses. You know, the devil didn't make you do anything. You know, it's always that's the cliche thing. Ah, the devil made me do it. It's like no, 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 he didn't. You did. You did it yourself. And that's the reality, is that people want to blame things, and that religion want to blame things on, a, on, a, on an adversary or, or a devil. It's like, no, the devil's not doing it, buddy. You're the one doing it. So I'll clarify that and say, um, you know, there's no doubt. It's like, um, there's nobody um, pulling your strings. You choose. Well, brother, I'm I'm sorry I blurted out like that. That wasn't my intention. It's just, I mean, uh, the the way I feel within myself about the divine and about how important everything that we do, say, and react to is very important. And maybe I'm overzealous. You know what I'm saying? No, man. You, you keep being you, Jim, man. We love you, and, and I, I don't take any offense at all. We just because, It was just a miscommunication. Well, brother, I, call great. that's the last thing I want to do is offend anybody. And I am sorry if, uh, you know, I don't want to cause tension among anybody or make anybody think that I'm sitting there saying I am know everything because I don't. I mean, I cherish every time y'all come on here. I learn from you, Maddie, and Gil, and Gary, and uh, also Donna, and uh, Michael. 
and uh, you know one man don't have it all it takes every one of us we all have the spirit of the almighty within us and every one of us sees it and even though we're looking at the same thing or hearing the same thing but our frequency may be picking up a little bit more than some of the others you know what i'm saying or you know like with you and with gil and with gary and you too donna i mean every we all see it slightly in a even though we're looking at the same thing we're at different angles of what we're looking at and you're you may be getting more of that spark or that light that you're seeing than i am and if you didn't say nothing i'm not able to correct it you know what i'm saying to be able to to keep moving forward and uh and if i all i'm saying is that was not my intention and it is not my intention and believe me uh i i, I was thinking about it I, I get overzealous because of how much it means to me you know and i guard it with everything in me and it's not that i'm saying hey i know everything because i don't want to come across that way or you can't say it just that I know where I came from and what people used to do and what they used to say to me and things like that. When I found out it wasn't like that, you know, uh, it hits close to home. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I, do. I do. I don't want, I don't want, you know, it says, let God be true and every man a liar. Or and I'm not calling any of y'all liars. I'm I'm just I'm just saying that we, the God within us, we have to be as pure as pure can be, and as honest as honest can be, and sincere as sincere can be. I mean, I know I may be saying words, but from what he tells me in there. That I am that word. I am him made flesh. And whatever the creator desires. Whatever he sees. It is absolute. And it is so. That's why I have to within myself. Make sure what I am seeing. And I've got to learn about what I'm seeing. And gather the knowledge of what I'm seeing from each and every one of y'all and then rightly group it together because that's what is in my heart and that's what I want to come out that way. You know, I want to let that yeah. light or the, the glory of the, the all that is shine through me. That when somebody hears what I'm saying and sees me, that they say, you know, that's a good, that's a good person. Or at least they're appearing to be good, even though they may not know me until they talk to me and stuff like that. And probably be around me for a little while to see if what they call good or not. I mean, because 
whether we believe it or not, everything we do and everything we say, we're being judged mm. by everyone around us. I know that guy. Yeah. I, heard, I heard him, blah, 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 or or whatever. And, you know, we. I don't think, I don't want to be spoken about. You know, I want that when I, when I'm going through this life and when I check out, Hopefully they say, well, you know, he was a decent man, and I believe he was honest. At least he he showed that while he was here. And he didn't never try to take advantage of anybody. If anything, he he tried to help them and do the best he knew how with what he had. <clears throat> and that's, like I said, forgive me, and uh, I'm uh, I do get. Uh, very protective I guess of when things come out a certain way because the way you know the things in my life and I just I just wanted to no worries well I appreciate we don't we don't we don't we don't think anything I mean that's a whole that's a whole you know uh beauty in this call is that you know it's not just like a linear you know uh journey you know that we're on it's i mean it's 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 dynamic there's different there's different aspects of it um you know we all have the same goal you know we're all striving to perfection but the um, you know there's just i don't want to come just across step you don't i don't think so i think you're good i mean we know your heart man you're, you're, no more apologies needed, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. Too. You know, I'm not trying. To... Yeah. <clears throat> I love each and every one of y'all, and uh, I, I felt a little uneasiness with Maddie, I guess, and then I realized it's because of the way I come about it. And brother, I am sorry. I really, truly am. Nope. No you're more good. apologies, you're good. brother. I'm telling you, it's, it's yeah. all good, man. Sometimes I get heated in the moment, and my mom, she'll say, you're yelling. And I'm like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah, well, I got really excited and overzealous. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. so don't, but hey, I don't worry. I do it all yeah. the time. But I don't want to be a zealot, okay? I am zealous. Right. I don't want to be a zealot. <laughs> right. <laughs> For exactly. all <laughs> yeah exactly so we used to have this um this this farmer i used to work for and uh he his his dad lived to be 99 years old he was an old tobacco farmer and he used to talk about his dad how he <laughs> he would be reading the paper and he'd he'd go from soft to mid to just loud just just in a in a minute and so I'd always heard the story, and one day I was in the truck with him, and uh, we were going down the road. We were going to Knight's Farm to pick up some stuff for the, the fencing, and so he was in the truck, and he said, he said, uh, now, Matt, want to remind me when we get to Knight's Farm that we need to get some, uh, some wire and some staples and some posts. I swear, he, he did that right in the, in the truck. It scared me. I was like a jerk back, and I was like, "Claude, oh, oh, 
what? I, I said, you, you realize what you just did, right? He said, no. I said, I said, I told him what he did. He said, yeah. He said, dad used to sit in there and he'd say, be reading the paper and he'd say, Madison, Mayo, Dan, consolidated. <laughs> so he said, I must, I must have my dad in me. He said, cause he sure, sure That's did funny. that all the time. So he just get loud for no reason. So, oh, good. Sometimes I get loud for no reason. That's, a good story. Brother, but that's the you. way we get people's attention sometimes. Or I say we. Yeah. But God does. Uh, sometimes He uses us as, you know, like, and it, but you know, all in all, it's good. And I oh, do it appreciate you. Man, our faith, our, we're here on this call because we have. Um, the same understanding of, of um, searching for the divine mind to be um, to, for, for us to not just uh, read about it, but to actually do it and, and experience the divine mind in our daily walk. And, and we're, we're doing that and it's going to be amazing. Um, we're going to watch um, God do what he does through us and in us. It's just, I'm, it's exciting. It's exciting to be to be to be alive in this time. It's it's really amazing. Yes, sir, brother. Agreed. Man, there's some fantastic things coming very shortly. I, I mean, I truly believe with all my being. I mean, it's knocking at the door. It's already in motion, but it's knocking at the door. And he said the people's gonna be, you know. They're gonna. It said it's gonna flabbergast them, but they're gonna know that. Oh it was, yeah. That it was from him. Oh yeah. There's gonna be a it. lot of flabbergasting. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll share looking some, forward to I'll share. It. Yeah, go for it, Gil. Absolutely. I'll, I was just gonna say, um, you know. Uh, uh, earlier this earlier this week, uh, my mom called me, and I guess uh, you know, still don't know the whole exact understanding of uh, the whole C nineteen thing or whatever. But um, anyway, it's kind of neat. You know, my wife, my my um, my mom came and spent a couple weeks with us back in uh, in December, <clears throat> and she was you know really nice and you know she's very complimentary on you know she just feels it's like peace in our house and and she she says it's just a joy to to be you know in our household and just kind of see how we operate and you know and i've kind of shared some things you know um about you know what how important you know you know what you say behind i am is and so she calls me up and she says you know um i guess my brother-in-law uh, took the test and had a positive and my mother was at their house and so she was feeling a little bit little little kind of sluggish so she decided to to d take the test and it came back you know with the with the plus sign or whatever and um so she calls me just to let me know i'm like all right well that's cool mom you know she's like uh, i said well how's your state of mind are you good are you feel fine you know she's like she's i'm just you know i'm just a little bit tired and uh and then she tells me she's like, i have you know all the you know natural you know you know herbs and things that you know you kind of shared with me to have and 
I take them every day, so I, I feel good there. And and um, and then she says, and I always remember, you know, I remember what you'd say, you know, you know, to say, you know, when you're not feeling well, you say, I am strong or I am healthy. She's all, so she says, I'm, I'm saying those things and I feel good about it and I'm not worried. And so I just wanted to share, it's kind of neat to know your, my mother, you know, um, is, uh, <laughs> is, um, that's great. Is having a little understanding in that, in, in the power of what follows, you know, or I am, you know, and so that brought me great joy. And I just wanted to share it with my, with my uh, fellow brothers and sisters and, Oh, um, yeah, so that was my little, that was my little, uh, you know, pick me up this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you that's probably awesome, heard you. I'm sorry. You probably heard me. I was dancing in my chair. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah, yeah. I heard some tapping. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm telling you, I mean, the, you can feel it all over your being. I mean, it, it bears witness, brother. And, you know, you're that written testimony to be seen of men and see the whether we think people are picking it up or listening or not, I mean, it comes back to, you know, what you put out there, it comes back multiplied, brother. You know, it's just a mighty thing. What you told her, she said she's doing it and she feels good about it. I mean, oh, I can, I, I feel the witness all through me. And thank you for that. That See, that gives me strength and courage to, you know, to not not necessarily fight that much more, but I mean to give it all I got to keep on trucking. Because yeah, that that's, means a lot. Yeah. it was just it was beautiful, like it really was, you know. Um, so that you know, just you know, my mom's what sixty eight years old or something like that, and you know, grown up in the traditions of you know asking outwardly for things, you know, um, rather than, you know, declaring it, you know, that, that was really uh, rewarding. Oh, yes, sir. That's brother. awesome. You know, the, the spirit, uh, the scripture says, um, he says, try me, try me and see if I don't come through and do what I say I'm going to do. Amen, brother. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, you got the faith to say it and speak it. And she's, you know, she's, she's hurt, you know, seen it. Now she's doing it. Now she's putting her faith in action. Ooh, and he Lord. says, watch, watch me work. Amen. You know, so it's confirmation. It'll, it ends up being confirmation, you know, yeah. to her and you and everybody on this call. It's amazing. I love it. Yes, sir. That's, you, yeah. that's a witness that God is true. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory. Beautiful. Beautiful. All around us, we just got to see it. Amen. Uh, Donna, are you there? Or Gary, y'all have anything y'all want to let out and share and shout about? I know I'm still shouting about, uh, hey, brother Gary, Yava has already done it. It is that it is that it is. Yeah. Great call. Thank you all. That's all I have to say. Great call. Well, we love and appreciate you, brother, each and every one on there. And you in there, Donna? Young lady, are you in there? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was trying to get I was trying to get my phone got her attention. <laughs> well I was trying I'm slow I don't know what was wrong with me I was trying to get my phone to cooperate and it didn't want to how are y'all doing tonight gentlemen <laughs> it was really good, doing good. Really well I feel really bad because I've kind of been in and out again and I had said to myself that's not going to happen to me tonight well I was wrong I should have should have done a better visualization because um, we're trying to help somebody and <laughs> that's our middle name but I like that I mean we're trying to um, get something filed before Monday and the, the website has crashed down and it's got this gentleman upset and um, it's to do with Social Security and anyway the website's all crashed down it's been crashed the whole weekend and anyway I had to get on the phone with him and try to get some information for Steve and he's trying to help him and go around the I don't know. I even called an accountant a while ago, and he said that he can't get into it either, and so don't feel bad about it. And so we told the guy he thought he was going to be penalized or something because you're supposed to have it done by tonight. And so if the website's down, I, I just I asked the accountant. He said, no, I don't think they will because he said it has been down all weekend on ours too. In fact, they were going to file taxes and do some stuff over the weekend, and they couldn't. So anyway, I just was trying to relieve his mind. He's He's got some sort of like mental problems, and he's trying to do it himself, and so Steve's helping him too. So we got this. We got it. But it kind of interfered with me. I had to go in and out, but what I heard was great. And as usual, I just enjoy Gil talking and and you, Jim, and I love Maddie. Maddie's just precious. But anyway, I was sort of in and out, so it's hard to comment on it, but all I know is every time I hear y'all, it's wonderful. What about me, Donna? I feel hurt. I didn't. Well, you know, no, you know why? No, I, no. Let me tell you why. I didn't think you were on there. Cause I was a little worried you wasn't on there. I almost texted you. I didn't get to hear your uh, voice until just a while ago, right before. In fact, when he said, "Hey, Gary, you got anything to say?" I thought, "Well, there he is." And you said it was good. And I thought, I gotta stay short and sweet like Gary, and not talk so much. But here I go. But you know what? Today I did think about you. You should have got some kind of weird vibration from it. I was going down the road, and this man had the most awesome voice. And I don't even know what he was talking about. I listened to a lot of talk radio, a lot of talk radio. I thought, who is that guy? I've never heard this man. And he was just wonderful and I thought I really like you but I thought I'm not going to know who you are it's going to go off I'll probably never hear from you again they said his name and then I thought about you I said I'm going to have to tell Gary that he needs to go ahead and get his program and get it running he's going to make a lot of money with that voice and I'm going to listen to him I'm going to promise that I will listen to you Uh Gary when you get when you get your radio program you talk and we're going to need it no matter what happens on this this planet right now we're definitely going to need some talk good talk right he had the voice like you you would have liked it and you'd have felt really complimented because he had that well, really good voice i was like if i had a station it it would go broke in a week he's got a really clear uh deep voice like you said like a radio uh, Type voice, oh, it's a radio. brother. You, you got a talent. Calling. It's a personality. Yep, yep. Yeah. You got a talent with that boy. Well, it's really, God just gave him that good voice. I think I'm giving God, I'm giving y'all the credit for that because a really good voice. Kind of reminds me, your voice is not country either, so it can cross over any. You know, it's it's the kind they want on TV because yeah. you can't tell where you're from. It's perfect. 
I'm saying to me, you if if you don't sound country, you're almost a Trace Atkins or whoever that you know that deep one that I just love him. But you're not country, so you even got him beat on that. You've got the they they have vocal court. Co- co- I can't even talk tonight. They have vocal coaches that try to help people get their voices the way yours is without people knowing where they're from. That sort of thing. I mean, and that's the right, right there. I just yeah. wish there's I no had way a voice I that my kids. I just wish I had a voice that my kids would listen to. Absolutely. <laughs> I now, hear that. If, no. we had that hey, if we could figure out how to market that, we would really be rich. We wouldn't even need the radio station. If we could figure out, right. hey, hey, I teach and listen. It's tough to get the, these children now. <laughs> we have over overdone them with, with uh, I don't know how to explain it, but they're overstimulated with, with uh, videos and, and TV and microwave fast and it takes a lot to get their attention now i remember i taught 20 something years ago and i look back and they loved anything i don't care what you brought in there and gave them what you said they thought everything was wonderful they thought everything was hilarious they it was just amazing to them now you're competing with videos you're competing with uh, youtube you're competing with all this stuff and so it's very hard to slow them down and get them to listen. It's really not, they're over, it's just they're over processing is what I say. Yeah, we, Honestly, these phones and all have wrecked, they've really hurt communication, these phones. I hate to say it because I'm on one and thank God I have it so I can hear y'all. But other than that kind of thing, if you think about it, communication is so weird now with all this social media and we're paying a price for it too. Ooh. Yeah, but yes, you have have a wonderful voice, so that's all I can tell you. But hmm. anyway, I know MJ would love to be. Maybe he's able to listen while he's driving. He might have been able to listen. That would be cool. If not, he can go back and hear us. Yeah, I kind of missed him. I, I seen yeah, that he wasn't going to be on there. And that's yeah. Said he had to take his daughter. And I figured he, you know, he had already texted you, but he texted me and said he had to take his daughter to get a car or do something with a car. And I said, well, we're going to miss you. I said, but she's blessed because she'll have a wonderful trip. You know, when you get my age and your, and your daddy's crossover, I would just give your eye teeth to this and say, I wish I could go with my daddy again, you know, on a trip and and um, go somewhere. Just, oh, that's just so precious to think about. So I told him you're a good daddy. And she's blessed, and we'll carry on. We're fine. But I do have something to say that's kind of cool. Um, I was tired. You know how now with these masks, and I usually take spray with me, this homemade spray I make, because sometimes if I see something nasty, I'm going to spray it. My spray is better than a mask any day. But, you know, you have to wear a mask here to go shopping. You have to have um, that on. And you, it, sometimes you're just so hot with that mask on. And it's frustrating sometimes if you're in there a long time. And I think I was just almost dizzy. I was tired that hot and had the mask on the spray and you're thinking this is all crazy I mean in your mind you're going this is crazy and so anyway you're up in line and I just looked and I'm trying to eat so healthy super clean and super healthy so I don't drink any cokes but every now and then I would love to have one trust me and I was I tell you that might be the power of advertisement but I was thinking I sure wish I had a coke but I wasn't going to get one but I turned and looked at this cooler and at first, I thought that was so crazy, the way they have these names on the Cokes now. And it's like weird. It's like, I don't want to 
buy a coat with somebody else's name on it. It's so, so bizarre. And so anyway, but now they've taken to doing something that's kind of cool. They'll put something on there. It might say a teacher or I don't know. I'm trying to think of things they put on there. But anyway, when I turned and looked in that case, oh, my gosh, I knew it was, I knew it was Java. I knew it was like an angel. I knew it was like my daddy getting a message to me. I knew it because my daddy was a fireman, and he was so proud of being a fireman. He was the best fireman. I, oh, my God, he instilled in me. I just love firemen to this day. I just, when I get a little bit missing him or something, usually I'll see a fire truck or something. But right then, it was like he was saying, you're doing a good job, you know. Because I turned and I saw in the case a Coke. And it said a fireman. It just said on the coke instead of Albert or whatever you normally. It said a fireman. Oh my gosh, I got chill bumps. But guess what? I looked again. Right beside it was a coke that said a caregiver, a caregiver. And that's what I'm doing with my mom. You know, my mom's care. You know, we're taking care of my mom. And I just knew knew that was a heavenly wink, a nod, a hug. I was like, oh my god. And I grabbed them out of there. I still have them. I didn't even drink them because I don't even want to open them. And I just put them, you know, side by side each other. And I said, I'm having a Coke with my dad. My daddy's telling me I'm doing a good job. But keep on. My daddy would be upset what's going on in the country, too, because he was a Air Force man from the Korean War. My daddy was the commander of the American Legion, most patriotic, just best soul, you could, humblest. But he loved this country. And in one respect, I'm glad he's not here to speak what we're going through, but he is here. Like Jim says, he is here with me. So he's saying, carry on. You've got it. Don't get faint. Don't worry. God's using this. And so anyway, that was my story. Oh, and I called the lady. Listen to this. Bertha was my daddy's. Uh, we hired a lady to come and help us with daddy every now and then when he got really sick. And he loved her. Big, sweet lady. And she's just precious. He lo- adored Bertha. Well, I, and I try to do for Bertha as much as I can. She's the one some nights I wasn't able to be on here. I was carrying her food or doing things for her. She's going through a rough time, and I just love her for taking care of my dad, and she loved my daddy. So she would always say, Mr. Perry, wants you to, won't you take care of me? I said, he sure does. Well, I called her, and I said, Bertha, I heard from, she calls him Mr. George or Mr. Perry. I said, Bertha, I heard from Daddy. I did. It was like an angel visitation. I told her, and she had a different take on it, and I laughed. I said, you're right. You're right, Bertha. You're right. She goes, that wasn't for you, Miss Donna. She goes, you weren't his caretaker. That was for me. <laughs> she said, I was his caregiver, and that was from Mr. Perry to me. I said, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I said, you're absolutely right, and I'm going to bring you those cooks over there and she just got a big charge out of that and we had a good laugh you know so I don't know things like that just I don't know they pump you up so that was all I knew I could share with mm-hmm. you today but I just wanted to tell you to look for signs God is winking at us yep. he's no, hugging us no he's such thing as I asked oh I've been asking him I don't usually do that but I've been saying I need a hug. <laughs> Could you give, hey, give me a little wink and a nod. I know I'm supposed to have totally good faith, but, you know, sometimes I get in my flesh as the Pentecost say, God, and I need a little, and he always does it. So sweet. Mm-hmm. He's so good to us. But anyway, that's all I got. Well, that's a blessing, sister. Thank you for that. You're because welcome. Thank you for school- letting me share it. <laughs> Hey, the scriptures, hey, that's what this calls the office. I mean, hey, I ain't the only one here. <laughs> the, 
that you know the scripture says there's no such thing as chance or coincidence and i mean god doesn't do things by chance he does it because he's ordained it and sometimes he has to clean up our mess that we create for ourselves but that's when we're we're sitting there saying oh god help me so I mean that's a blessing, sister. Thank you for that. That, I mean that stuff like that's just so encouraging to the soul. It's so uplifting, you know, that we can we can come together like this and tell the good things that Yava has done for us and in our lives, and it's it's a mighty thing because we can identify with those things. I mean, that helps us when we're down or a little blah and somebody says well you know you know if you say this you know that uh when you're weak say you're strong and that i am this or i am that i mean the scriptures bear witness to that he said i am that that is what i am and we can absorb that and take it into us with confidence and strength that that's the way it is my God is God, and he lieth not. Ooh, glory to his eternal name. Thank you all so much for your testimonies. It means so much. To me, I just, man, I want to I run around the house. but Because it's such a joy. That's what gives us our strength and our courage and our faith, though. Keep on keeping on. Boy, that got quiet real quick. Did I talk too loud? Amen. Amen, Jim. You're good. I just had myself muted. I was just letting you go. Amen. Yeah, me too. I thought maybe I... Good y'all, I thought... I, I thought, uh, what the heck did I do? I, I made him get off the call or something. Sorry about that, brother. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> no, it's just a joy to hear y'all testimonies and to share with y'all. And, you know, sometimes I get excited. I'm sorry, but uh, it's not my intention, like I said, to offend nobody. But, you know, I can't help what I feel. And, you know, it's just it's just there. And I keep thinking about that, that song. I keep falling in love with him over and over again. And it gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and I. Because that's what it is. It's a heartfelt love that, man, you never want to let go of. Great call, Jim. Thank you. Thank you all for y'all being part of this here. I mean, you know, I... I, from the bottom of my heart, I do appreciate and I love y'all for everything y'all say and do. And Maddie, sorry for being so zealous and, and all that and getting things out of whack there. That wasn't my intention. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> Again, no no apologies necessary, brother. Love you. We love, love everybody you on this call. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Okay. Well, or is 
give the blessing. Okay. Well, Father, we thank you for our brothers and sisters here tonight. I ask that you bless them and their families, that you strengthen them, you lead them, guide them, keep them safe and out of harm's way, and that we wait in humble expectation of your blessings and thy divine spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, that it flows forth freely unto each and every one of us, that we accept it with gladness and joy, and that we stand and give thee praise for all the things that thou hast done and are continuing to do for us. And I thank you. I ask you to bless them. Amen. Amen. Shalom, prosper, and be in perfect health, brothers and sisters. You know, I appreciate you. I love you, and thank you. Love you, Jim. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Night. Night. Shalom. Um, Being good.